Welcome back to the MCU in Review podcast. We review the MCU old and new. You can follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at MCU in Review. That is one word, ladies and gentlemen, MCUI in Review. Give us a like, a comment, and let us know what you think of the show. You can also find us on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, and wherever podcasts are available. Hey, give us a five-star rating on your podcast platform of choice. It goes a long way with us getting eyes and ears on the podcast, and we greatly appreciate that support. I'm one of your hosts, Brandon, and I'm joined by my two hosts, Clinton and Emmy. Clinton and Emmy, how are you guys? I'm feeling empowered. I'm feeling marvelous. Ooh, man, I like both. Man, you guys are... <laughs> Firing on all cylinders already. And Captain Marvel, we are here. Captain Marvel. Before we even touch base on Captain Marvel, just want to give a little give a little MCU in review retrospective. We have reviewed like this is our what? This is our twenty first movie? Twenty first, yeah. That Oh no, 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 it's our twentieth. Because twenty first oh no no, twenty first is Captain Marvel in game. And Spider-Man for oh, 21st. Wow. This And you guys make fun of me for doing math facts. Uh, uh, I'm just trying to teach you guys something. I can't believe Our it's- 21st, guys. We're, we can drink now. We can now drink on the podcast. <laughs> if you're not of legal age, you cannot. But we can because we're 21 now. Unless that, you're in another country. Yeah, well, that's true. Yeah, very good point. I just can't believe it's been 21 episodes. And we're about to hit just kind of a whole new stratosphere with our podcast <laughs> we're excited about. But- you know, 21 episodes. I just want to say, hey, glad to be with you guys. Glad you've listened. If you listened from the first one, thank you so much. Uh, really, really appreciate that support. Um, this has been awesome so far. It's really been awesome. So I couldn't think of a better one to, to review for our 21st than Captain Marvel. Uh, we're going to throw it to Emmy. Emmy, hey, working title, Rotten Tomatoes. You want to get us all going and started on this movie? Oh, we're going to first off. Okay. So the working title is Open World. Do we know why? Uh, is it Halo? No, Halo's not Open World. Grand Theft Auto? No. Red Dead Redemption. Space. You're, you're on the right track. Yeah, they wanted it to feel like an open world video game, and so they named it Open World. So I guess I was right. I wouldn't even say yeah. right track. I would say, darn it, I'm going to give me some bonus points there. So. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> bonus points. Just for me. <laughs> By me, for me. Awesome. Right, so I like that. This is like whose line is it anyway, where the points don't matter. <laughs> and nobody wins. <laughs> That's basically our podcast. <laughs> Whatever point you're making, it doesn't matter. <laughs> <laughs> and nobody's winning. No one at all. Um, so critics gave this movie a 79. What? I didn't and realize I'm it going, was that low. I'm going to give an mm. asterisk before That's weird. this one. Audiences gave it a 47%. <sighs> I know why. I know why they gave it a 47%. Well, let me, so let me just follow up with my asterisk. Yes. So because of its perceived feminist agenda and political correctness um, due to Brie Larson having spoken out against underrepresentation of women, people of color and people with disabilities, um, there was a flood of negative reviews from a whole bunch of idiot bigots, offense intended, um, that like they hadn't even seen the movie. And so, because of this, Rotten Tomatoes changed their policy that you can't review films until they're released. Yeah, and that's sad because I remember, um, I always check out the critic score on Rotten Tomatoes before I go into a movie. Good, bad, indifferent, I always check it out. I'm always interested, even if it's a Marvel movie or whatever. What are the critics saying about this? And the audience score, I remember being extremely low, and the movie wasn't out yet. 
and I knew it was because of her comments. She also made some comments as well, like saying, I'm not trying to make movies for men. I'm trying to make movies for all audiences. And some men got crazy. If you're one of those men that gave this a terrible review, first off, I don't know how you've made it this far into our podcast, but stop listening, please. We don't need your support. We're good. <laughs> you, need to, you need to take a look at the man in the mirror. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I'm talking to the man in the mirror gonna make a change for once in my life yeah anyway gonna feel real good gonna make a difference gonna make make it right oh man i uh that's uh that was wonderful (laughs) there was a wasn't there a lot of um i don't know if you call it speculation but didn't some of her cast members say she was hard to work with oh i didn't ever heard that i didn't hear that either you didn't Mm-mm. okay clinton starting shit here we go no i'm not trying to i'm not trying to <laughs> don't start no shit there won't <laughs> be no shit there clinton. was there was there was stuff i saw about how she was just overly aggressive about certain things um to because a- she was a female you're calling it overly aggressive. No, but no, 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 no. It would be for a male. No, that's not what I'm saying. That it was just the only thing that she was. Be careful, Clinton. I'm watching. I know. I know. I know. I, know. I like Brie Larson. So there we go. I'm you got out. Good job. No, it's I'm good. not coming at it at an attack at Brie Larson. Right. No, I know. Um, that. I know that. And and honestly, to me, regardless, I'm not. First off, I don't want to start this podcast being a feminist or non-feminist. This is yeah, a, this and, is a movie. Let's I want to I mean, let's talk about there's this is cinema on screen and let the cinema do the talking for us. I, I mean, honestly, and to me We can get to some of the topics from this movie because exactly. there's, there's a some lot great there's life lessons in this movie. I think mm-hmm. from both that standpoint, but also from a refugee standpoint, from uh, people don't look the let's, same as you and I, we're going to dive deep into it. And yeah, honestly, let's not go there yet because there's so much. And I'm just going to warn everyone, this podcast might, t- on the scale of political, I guess, uh, might hit that tone for you. So just want to... G- I'm going to be a little unfiltered here with this podcast just because this movie really touched touches on a lot of important topics that I think and to we me, need to talk about. It's not even political, it's human human fucking rights. No, touche, Clinton. I mean honestly, touché, let's Clinton. just it's in and to in my opinion, no. There's some things that are political. We can talk about economy and stuff like that, but then there's stuff that hum- human decency. Human, r- human decency. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. And no, I'm with people- you, man. People mistake feminism a lot for f- women over men. Yes, equality, exactly. women no. equality. We equality just equality and equal. equity. Yeah, no, I agree. I agree. Um, so uh, we're just. I'm going to go right into this, Emmy. We got to start out with you, uh, Captain Marvel. What was your thoughts on this movie? Uh, you know, talking to you before we even started recording the podcast. I, I, I don't want to steal your thunder, but you told me about how many times you watched this movie. You watched another movie comparable to this. I just, you know, I'm, I'm curious kind of where you're coming at with Captain Marvel uh, coming out of it. All right. So I am just excited that there's finally a standalone female superhero movie. And I said that to a friend last night and she said, uh, Wonder Woman. And so I went and I, because I couldn't make it all the way through Wonder Woman the first time I tried to watch it. Yep. 
And so I went back and watched it again today after I watched Captain Marvel last night. And then I watched Captain Marvel again. Did you <laughs> so watch? I do have, was Captain, excuse me, I apologize for interrupting, but was Wonder, okay. was Wonder Woman sandwiched between Captain Marvel watches? Yes. Okay, cool. Yeah. Just wanted to make sure. Yeah, just a little female superhero sandwich. Yeah, a little I, Oreo, if you would. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, I was e- eating it up. Yeah. Um, I feel like, okay, so I don't love this movie. I love that we finally have a female standalone Marvel movie, but I don't love this movie. I like this movie. And the more I watched it, the more I liked it. Um, I'm a little salty because Black Widow should have been first. That's that's just my feeling. Like Black but, Widow should have been Regardless of who's Captain first, Marvel. to be honest with you, regard it's not a it's not a race. It's just a fact that it's happened, obviously. Yes. You yes. know, so I'm just yeah, sorry. Just a little perspective. I, I agree with that. Yeah. Um I love the female power, the female friendship dynamic. I love Goose. I love that there's a cat in the MCU. Um, But overall, it's complex and confusing. And it's just, I felt like it wasn't up to par with the other MCU movies um, to this point. Wow. I feel like it zigged and zagged and zigged and zagged too much that only watching it once, I came out of that movie thinking. It's a little jarring. What the hell just happened? Yeah. Yeah. And, um. I would also argue that it, after talking to a friend last night, I feel like it doesn't fit here in the MCU. Mm. It should have come earlier. Yeah. Okay. Well, I want to give a flip side perspective and then we're going to let Clinton be the tiebreaker. Um, yeah. With, with me personally, I love this movie. This is in my top 10. Um, and it's not because, oh, there's a female superhero finally about time. And I'm not trying to be rude to any of those people that feel that way. I hope that's understood is to me, a good movie is a good movie is a good movie, you know, to and me. And it shouldn't just be a good movie. Right. Because I, oh, Brie Larson's the main character. I love it now. Yeah. Um, yeah. yeah no, it, it, to me, Ant-Man and the Wasp, not crazy about it. You want to say a talk? Technically, that's your first female superhero. I mean, she's in the title, uh, Ant-Man and the Wasp. You know, I mean, that's, yes, it's she still. She has to share it. Yeah, but you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> that could, you could say that's technically, uh, to me, it's not about who's in it or who's in the title or whatever. It's it's what the movie is. And what this movie is, to me, is about someone who has been told no all her life or told, we control you. you. You know, you've got to harness this. You can't use your emotions. You've got to think without your emotions. You can't use your heart heart you know and she had to find herself again and through that she picked herself up over and over and over again that I had a lump in my throat a couple I would say maybe I'm not gonna say a couple times but definitely once where it was emotional watching a scene for me when she kept getting up and she kept getting up that little montage of her Mm -hmm. as a little girl and you know you don't belong here you don't belong here and you know constantly being told you don't belong and she's like i don't owe anything to you i don't you know and beautiful and man woman whatever we've all been there you know and it was it was powerful for me to watch and i related to that you know and i'm not saying i can relate as much as other people there's probably a lot more other people that can relate to that message a lot more but man you know falling down and getting back up Sorry, that, that that hits me in the feels. Also, the conversation about refugees, about borders, about unjust war hit me in a very real way. And 
Talos and his family and that reconnection. And he wasn't looking for the source of the power. He was looking for his family. Beautiful, beautiful, beautiful. So you're touching base on a lot of variety of different issues for me. I'm getting chills just talking about it. I need a blanket already. This movie hits me. It hits me in a way. And not because, oh, man, we finally got a female super. I'm stoked about it. Long overdue. Don't get me wrong. That's not why I love this movie. That, this movie is a great movie to me. I love it. This is this is a fantastic movie in my top 10 for sure. Um, soundtrack is easily one of the best. Cannot wait to talk about some of those songs. Um, but yeah, just fantastic. Top top to bottom. I loved it. So, uh, so yeah, we will go to you, Clinton. You got to be the tiebreaker. I think I know I'm going to be in the losing boat here. Uh, <laughs> just judging by his face. I don't know. But he's surprised. He's got a great poker face. So I'm sorry. I'm going to let Clinton talk. What was your thoughts on Captain Marvel rewatching this? First off, I'm a little surprised Emmy went this direction because I thought she would be all on board. Yep. Um, uh, I was playing I... my poker face the last couple days when you guys have talked about it, or the last couple podcasts, yep. and you guys would like. Well, when it, we even mentioned it, when we even mentioned it in the past, you seemed to be excited about it. Yeah, and I thought mm-hmm. you would be all about it. Yep. Um, Acting. This, this is weird for me. So I think when I first watched the movie, this was what, 20, this was last year, 2019. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Me and my friend who always goes, Gina, um, Gina, you need to start listening to the podcast. You shout, say you're going to, but you never do. Shout out anyway, to Gina who doesn't listen. She's, she wants to, but she's gets distracted. I'm, anyway, I'm friends with her too. And she is hilarious for the record. So, <laughs> yeah. Um, we went, she was super excited about this movie. Um, her and Emmy have a lot of the same viewpoints, so you could see why she was super stoked for this. Right. And so we went first to Mexican restaurant and had a couple margaritas and then went and watched the movie. So I guess my judgment was a little cloudy. (laughs) (laughs) Um, when I first watched the movie back then, it was back then, back then in 2019. Back in the good um, old days. God, it feels like an eternity ago. Doesn't it? This year. I was just amazed uh, when I saw the 2019. I was like, wow, that was just last year. Sorry. Yeah. yeah. I it on. My friend was like, this did not come out in 2019. I was like, Google it. I promise you. Yeah. I have a podcast. 2020 I know. has been three years long. Yes. A hundred percent agree with that. I, the movie to what, to Emmy's point, I'm kind of going to be in between here. I think, um, I don't think I'll be able to break the tie to Emmy's point. The movie jumps a lot. Mm-hmm. So it's a little jarring and confusing. The, the, where it starts is a little confusing to me. I guess it makes sense because she's trying to get her memory all through this movie. So mm-hmm. I guess that makes sense. But looking back, like seeing the movie and looking back, it makes sense. But starting the first time watching it, it was a little confusing, jumpy and jarring. Mm -hmm. Um, Watching it this time, I really enjoyed this movie. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, Part of my problem back then was uh, Brie's Brie Larson's performance as, as, as Carol Danvers. Mm -hmm. It felt dry. And uh, that was my biggest complaint. She felt just what's the word I'm looking for? Do you think she should have smiled more? No, shut the hell up. (laughs) I love that they did that in there too. Gina loved that part. Yeah. Um, yeah. Anyway, 
what stoic she was very stoic the whole time mm-hmm. and brie larson can act i love her and everything she's in yeah but looking back i think that was for one, I think it was a director's choice mm-hmm. to have her that way because mm-hmm. she's trying to figure out who she is. That's what she, I've always she, thought. Her about memory's it. wiped. Mm-hmm. Like she don't know what's going on. So she's trying to kind of like figure it out as she goes. Right. And we get little samples of her humor and stuff. But I think when I when she finally becomes fully Captain Marvel, which they never say in this movie, but we know. Um <laughs> we know. I wanted more uh like she still felt a little stoic to me. Yeah. I I wouldn't, uh, I would disagree with that. I really liked the way that she played it, that she wasn't like, that she didn't smile. I don't, I don't mean smile. I mean, be no, aggressive. I know, I know. And like, like when she powered up, Well, but also I, sorry, I mean, but I'm when she's flying through the air in the Cree warships and she mm-hmm. basically literally draws a figuratively, uh, like a line in the, the sand and says, cross this and stares right at him. And she's screaming, woohoo. And she's flying through the sky. So maybe that wasn't the tone they wanted. Yeah. You know, I guess for me, I wanted like, I'm a badass, but she was just having fun with it. Yeah. But that was me back then watching it this time. It made more sense now that I've seen it. And I understand what's going on. Half the movie, not half, probably a quarter of the movie back when I watched it, I was a little confused. confused. I was like, where yeah. are we going? Where are we going? Oh, but the it whole makes, thing. Yeah, I didn't it have makes, margaritas as, as an excuse. <laughs> but it makes it, it made more sense to me this time. Right. You know what I mean? No, I completely agree. So I enjoyed it. I love the themes. Mm-hmm. I love the themes. I guess that's why people <sighs> rated it like a too political, whatever. I love the themes of... Because I forgot she says terrorists in this. Yes. Like she says she said, you're they, terror. You're terrorists, you know, and, she, and he like, goes, oh, you know, he's so disgusted. And I forgot because before that scene, I was like, this is such a parallel mm-hmm. of people trying to seek refuge. Yes. And yes. they're labeled terrorists because yes. of some extremist groups. Or there's you, extremists in every direction. You don't belong in our borders because you're different. Yes, and yep. then they said terrorists, and I was like, they are paralleling the shit out of this. Mm-hmm. Like, they want to get that message across, and I loved right. that. I did, too. I loved the power behind that, and I did love the power of, from the beginning, the first scene, she's doubted. Like, yeah. she's not as strong. Like, they're, they're don't, he, uh, uh, Jan Rog t- tells her to use her brain, not her heart. Mm-hmm. Like, from the beginning, they're trying to control her. And it, that message is powerful too, because she was doubted her entire life and she comes back and she's a badass. Yes, sir. And, and she's not even cocky about it. She's having fun with it. Mm-hmm. And she, the doubt is what powered her to be stronger. And she, like Brandon said, she kept getting back up and getting back mm-hmm. up. And that said volumes, not, I mean, for one, for women, but for two people that have been, you know, stomped on their entire life or battled mentally about who they are and Mm -hmm. hate themselves. And they come forward and they're like, I'm not as bad as I thought people were holding me back because I cared too much about what they thought. And that message resonates with a lot of communities, you know, (sighs) women, LGBTQ people. It's getting cold in here. I'm getting chills. Keep going. Clint. Sorry. It, It just, yes, sir. The message of this movie was a lot more, a lot more, a lot stronger to me this time around, I guess, because I was focused and I I love the themes of this movie. So I took it away like in a powerful, good way. Good cinema too. story was good. Good origin. 
but I loved what they did with those messages. It wasn't so in your face, but it was there enough for you to say, you know, that's what they're doing here. Mm -hmm. I, to your point, John Rogg was like the embodiment of gaslighting and gaslighting isn't just with women. It's with anybody. It's just the manipulation Mm -hmm. of your feelings to make you think that you are going crazy. Yes. That you, what you know to be true isn't the truth. Great point, Emmy. The whole time. John Rogg is a dick. He's a dick. He's addicted to. I knew he was going to be a bad guy the whole damn time. Yeah, it's Jude Law. I didn't know that. (laughs) Really? Really? Honestly, I was kind of in between. I didn't know. I was like, well, I knew because in the comics, and when I saw they cast him as Yon Rock. But think what they did with the scrolls, man. That's from the comics. Yeah, they flipped. The that's what I mean. The I, and they flipped a couple things on their head. And after the scrolls, man, I don't know what to expect from the MCU. And I love what they did with the scrolls here. I really do. A lot of people were pissed about what they did with the scrolls. What did they do with the scrolls, guys? In the comics, this, there's nothing good about the scrolls. They're not refugees. They are just menacing, evil people who duplicate and you know, mm-hmm. act like other people. And yep. you can't, they're disguised as other people. Like they are just pure menace and evil. Mm-hmm. And when I heard that the scrolls were going to be in this, I was like, okay, this is going to be interesting. So it's going to be the Kree mm-hmm. and the scrolls. And so many theories came from the scrolls that after this movie, they thought, well, maybe this person was a scroll the whole time. And maybe so-and-so isn't really dead. Maybe it was a scroll. I mean, there was a theory about black widow being a scroll the whole time and it, she ain't really dead. And, I mean, it, it, when you invite a lot the, of rumors, I was going to say, when you invite the scrolls into the MCU, you're inviting all that craziness because obviously you can shift, you can morph, you can, you know, and so anything in time, it's morphing time. Oh man. It was, it was so funny. I was, I was on Instagram the other day and uh, someone put in the comment, it was a, this is our power Rangers tangent guys. <laughs> it was, a, it was, I follow power Ranger stuff too, by the way. Uh, but it was like, it was an entire compilation of Jason saying it's morphin time but the caption said it's smorphin time and you hear it he's like it's smorphin time it's smorphin time and so after a while you just keep hearing smorphin <laughs> and it's hilarious i'm sorry i just had to say that Tommy's better than jason yeah i agree <laughs> dude oh. we were both going to be white and green rangers for halloween remember i thought you said you love the red ranger no gosh no that was another that's one. me that was the red ranger was my first crush and i'm pretty sure that he does gay porn now so that's on brand no he does not <laughs> Austin St. John? No, he does not. He doesn't. I think he did one like 10, 15 years ago. Well, I've never Googled has... it, but I'm assuming. I can I can take care of that for research <laughs> if y'all need me to. Please yeah, do. Because, we, please. we will confirm on Avengers Endgame whether that is true or not. Stay tuned. So I guess I guess I should say allegedly he was in a gay porn. I never knew that. Honestly. Never knew that. So I I I feel like I tried to Google it, maybe possibly. Okay, like we're going to segue on ago, from the Red Let's, yeah. Let's start from the beginning. This is the first movie that came out after Stanley's passing. Yes, and can we talk about it? the whole opening title, where we usually see the heroes with the Marvel logo, it was all Stanley it cameos, and it was beautiful. Mm-hmm. Yes. And the, thank, the one true hero. And the thank you, Stan, afterward. Just, you know, you just got sad, and it was... 
I don't know. Uh, and obviously, since this is so recent, too, this is a 2019 film. It still hits when you see that intro. And I remember, like, I pressed play on the movie, and I was kind of getting settled to get my notes and everything in my laptop. And I was, and I obviously, I just looked forward, and I was like, in the corner of my eye, I was like, oh, this is the Stanley intro. And I rewinded it again. And mm-hmm. I just watched it. And it was just so beautiful. So beautiful. So glad they did that. I agree. And nice touch, Marvel Studios. Well done. Since we're talking about Stanley, do we want to go ahead and get his cameo? Yeah, let's let's go ahead. That? I agree. Um, this one, one of my favorites, if not my favorite. Um, I'm 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 a big Kevin Smith fan, huge Kevin Smith fan. Actually, I went and saw him live at the Walker Theater. He, he uh, didn't know this was going to be in here. He and did. He cried. He cried. Um, oh, I didn't know that. Yeah, when it, he watched it, he posted an Instagram or Twitter post with him crying, and he said, "Now my movies are in the MCU, the Marvel Cinematic Universe." And it was it was beautiful for Kevin Smith, but you know. I'm a big Mallrats fan. That was I love that movie. I have it on video. It is so good. How old did I? He sound? says he says the same thing to her that he says in the movie. Yep. Uh, yes. It's uh. Oh, it's uh uh. Oh, hold on. True believers. Um, trust me, believer. Oh yeah, trust yes. me, believers. That's it. Which you guys? Okay. So first of all, so we we all know what the one from Endgame is, and so. I read that they filmed Endgame before because they did Infinity War and Endgame together. Right. This was technically his last film. And so he was like, his health was declining. And so he couldn't really even speak. And so they used the audio from the movie they to did. make it seem like he was rehearsing his lines. They asked for outtakes. In. Yeah. Yeah. Oh my gosh. I like, you said it's your favorite. This is, I think the saddest one for me because it's like, I don't know. Like he didn't even have a line technically. And, and like Endgame is bittersweet, but like this one was like the way he looks up and smiles, and- the way he smiles and the way he's talking and he's rehearsing for one of my favorite movies, Mall Rats in the nineties, you know, and it just, it, it was, it was just, it felt like him. Yes. He wasn't saying anything, but it almost felt like a goodbye. And yeah. it also ties in with one of the view askew universe. Maybe we'll have that one day on the MCU interview. Uh, we just review uh, Kevin Smith movies, uh, oh. <laughs> view askew universe in review. Uh, well, you know, that would actually be interesting because I've never seen one. Oh gosh. I'm obsessed with them. Um, anyway, uh, just beautiful, beautiful. And, uh, yeah, I guess since we know that Endgame was filmed back to back with Infinity War, this is technically his last, you know, the last time he was filmed for a Marvel cameo. So I always like to throw it to Clinton. Clinton, what was your thoughts on uh, Stan's cameo here? Yeah, I mean, you guys said it better than I could have. It was, it was sad, but it was a really good one. It was a good callback to his cameo as himself. And in the credits of this movie, he is noted as himself. Yes, he's not. He's not guy on the bus. It's Stanley as Stanley. Oh, that. that's in. Oh, that's awesome. Honestly, that because was... he cameoed as himself in Mallrats. Yes, yeah. he did. So they credit him the same way in this, and I thought that was a beautiful like kind of send off, knowing that this was his last movie that he was credited as himself. As he yeah, be. that's awesome. Yeah. Did you know that? Did you know what Stanley's favorite cameo of his was? Like which one he loved the most that he did. Oh gosh, I would think the Excelsior one, but I it is it is the one in Ultron. Oh, yeah, that's it. I that was, was his favorite cameo. 
maybe even outside of the MCU because he I looked it up last night. He's done a ton outside of the MCU. Yeah, too. I mean, I yes. mean, in the MCU, that was oh, his okay. favorite. That's awesome. Okay. And it's that because awesome. that's it's my favorite signature. as well. Yeah, that's his signature. Uh, the Ultron one. I love this one. I'm, I'm just such an obsessed guy with Kevin Smith movies. So that's kind of why it has some weight because it's both of my universes being tied together. But still remarkable, remarkable one. And we got to talk about him kicking that old lady or her kicking that old lady's ass in the subway. Oh, that's I w- or the the train car. I wish they wouldn't have shown that in the trailer. I agree. When she punches her, I was like, yes. oh, man, that was such an amazing scene in the movie. I, 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 I yeah, I completely agree. Another one. It's like Marvel. Come on. You don't have to show. I love that they. Hand. I love that they showed the reactions of the people. Yeah, yeah. that other people oh. were decent enough to oh. try to pull oh. out. Oh. Yeah. Yes. Other people were trying to like, yeah, you're beating up this innocent old lady, and they were like trying but to. Did pull you her see off. the old lady? The old lady's doing spin kicks like nothing. I'm like, can you pull her off of Carol too? I mean, this is getting. They were all just sitting there like, oh, okay, whatever. Yeah. The stunt double for the old lady and the stunt double for Bree were sisters. Oh, yeah. so they probably were. Yeah. <laughs> Well, yeah, well, yeah, so sister fighting sister, and their last name is Moneymaker, which is just an awesome last name. When she gets off the, um, what is it? Is it, it's not a sub, what is it called? I think it's a light rail, is that what it is? A light rail? I don't know what it's That's called. That's what they have in Denver, but this was San Francisco, so I don't know. When she gets off of that, and she's walking, trying to find the scroll, there's a lady that it shows her for a mm-hmm. second, like, that's uh, the writer of Captain Marvel. Oh, that's awesome. In the comics. I oh. love it. The girl with the glasses. Yes. Did you notice her? I do. When, I right do. when she gets off of the train car, whatever the thing is. And she's kind of looking at Carol, right? Yes. yes. That's uh, a cameo of one of the writers. I love it. Captain Marvel. And they when did they the re- same. Captain Marvel was initially a man mm-hmm. in the comics. And then uh, she had like... Or, this character had like two or three transitions because Shazam was also Captain Marvel mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. in DC. So there was like that battle there. They kept Captain Marvel and changed him to Shazam. And then they revamped the whole character into a woman later. And this is the story they went with. Just, not not just obviously that she was a woman, but the storyline in this is from one of the comics after they revamped her. And that girl, after she gets out of the train, is the writer. I love that, that they're series. starting to do that though. You know, where they're starting to pay homage to these comic book writers. Cause Jim Starlin shows up in Endgame, you know, and he was a big guy for Thanos. You know, he, he created Thanos in the comics. And so like between the writer of captain Marvel, you know, the writer of Thanos, I, this is, I like that, you know, it's not just Stan Lee now and that's nothing against. It's just, there's a whole lot of people in mm-hmm. the, in the Marvel. There's comic. a huge cameo in yeah. this movie too, that, I'm excited to tell you about. Ooh. You want me to go ahead? Yeah, talk? we're already there. Go for um, it. So when she crashes into the blockbuster mm-hmm. and comes out, the guy, the security guard yes. in the car that she knocks on the window. Yes. Um, his name is Barry Curtis in real life. Um, he is actually the director of security for all the Marvel films. That He's the one is that, awesome. that heads up the online stuff and is like the one that keeps everything silent. He's over that. So there's an interview back in the day where Mark Ruffalo and Don Cheadle and Ruffalo spoils in game. Do you remember that? Oh yeah. 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 And he said, everyone dies. That was we Infinity talked, War. No, he says, yeah, Infinity we talked War. about it. 
Yes. Not, because he um, says, yeah, you won't believe this one. Ha- everyone dies. And yeah. Don Cheadle's like, man, what are you doing? Yeah, and then Ruffalo it. says, Barry's going to be mad at me, isn't he? And he was referencing this oh, guy. This that is, is that guy. awesome. That is awesome. That is really, yeah. really cool. And I, th- um, I love that Marvel's doing and, that. And That's it, great. And it was a wink to what his dialogue in this was like, yeah, I'm security, but not of this blockbuster. Yes. No, it, he's, it, the, the mall has another guy. Yes. yes. Oh, that's He's referencing sick. he's the security over Marvel. Love it. Love uh, it. That he's not security there. He's good security Easter somewhere egg, else. man. Good Easter egg. Love it. Um, You guys mentioned Shazam. When the news came out that Brie Larson had been cast as Captain Marvel, CNN <laughs> said, Shazam, Brie Larson cast as Captain Marvel. That was their headline because they were thinking of Obviously, they don't have nerds working at CNN. Yeah, there's no way. (laughs) (laughs) There's no way there's one nerd working at CNN. Not at all. That's really cool, though. That's really cool. And so, you know, the Stanley intro. And I honestly, though, I know we've kind of moved past it, but the jarring stuff. I always see MCU movies at least, and this is being really generous, at least twice in theaters. Uh, I usually will see it with my, my fiance the first time. And then usually I will go with uh, her stepdad, my future uh, stepdad. Like he, he's a huge Marvel nerd too. So we go, you're going to have to get used to watching it three times because we're all three going to have to go together. every time, mm-hmm. every time I'm cool like with for that. sure. We yes. have to. Yes. I am a hundred percent. Okay with that. Uh, so like, it's just awesome, man. It's really, so the first time jarring, confusing the second time, that's when I got clear headed and I was like, oh, this movie's great. This movie is great. It, but the exactly whole, me. The whole That's first exactly me. The first movie I'm trying to piece first time I'm seen, I should say. I'm trying to piece everything together. I'm trying to understand it. Uh, and there's some parts that are still a little weird. So anyway, I think the more times you see this movie, well, maybe for some to me it gets a lot more clear and you can start just appreciating the message a lot more when everything kind of makes sense. So That's like I said, the more I watched it, because I watched well, I started watching it with a couple friends last night, but then I had to go home because it was getting late. Right. Boomer boomer over here. <laughs> boomer boomer Emmy. Yeah, it doesn't it doesn't roll off the tongue like Boomer Brandon does. <laughs> no, I but. know. I'm sorry. My name had to start with a B, didn't it? <laughs> <laughs> um, but uh, so I started it. Probably got about 45 minutes in with friends last night, and then watched the whole thing when I got home, and then watched again today. So like, the more I watched it, the more I liked it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think I think the jarring stuff was intentional though, because, oh, because of her it's memory. like from her perspective of trying I to agree. piece things together. I agree, and it made but it don't make sense until the second time you watch it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> if you've seen this movie once and you're like, eh, watch it again. To me, it is ten times better that second go around. I really believe that. As somebody like I've told you guys before, I try to figure out how what's going to happen in a movie before it happens. And this one, I thought I had it figured out. And then it was like, Oh crap. Well, that's not it. And then I thought I had it figured out. And then I was like, Oh crap. No, that's not it. <laughs> and right. It just, it, it pissed me off so many times. I was wrong that I think that that's one of the reasons why I didn't like it the first time I watched it. Yeah. Uh, can we, we always talk about this where, whether it's Michael Douglas, it's Kurt Russell, but we got to talk about it here. De-aging Nick Fury, man. Oh, but, and Coulson. Yeah, Coulson looked good, but Samuel L. Jackson, man. I, I, I mean, they. Yes. Every movie, it just gets better. I agree. Mm-hmm. This is the best one they've had. I mean, this looked like this looked like Samuel L. Jackson ripped out of the '90s, and he was in this movie a whole lot, and he looked great the entire but they time. Pieced, they 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 had a double 
with him that they merged them together, a younger person, and they had clips from all of his old movies. That's what that's what oh, my that's fiance cool. said. My fiance said because of having that reference point with all his old movies, I think that really yes. helped with And his, his double looked a lot like him. Mm-hmm. Um, a younger version of him, but yeah. man, it, I mean, the lighting when he sweats, every it, it looked like young. There was no, the only glitch in CG in this movie for me was the cat. Yeah, the cat that's bad. it. That's yeah. it. Yeah, no, and it was like when he was in space a little bit. It was kind of little. Yeah, yeah, a little. But I still, I kind of suspended my disbelief. I'm like, I've never seen a cat in space. Maybe Samuel Jackson <laughs> shined in this movie. He sure did. Yeah. He was a yes. big thing for me. Uh, his. You know the part where uh, they I'm, get the alien and they're doing the yes, yes. the autopsy yes. and he lifts the sheet. And just that t- was improvised. Was it? Yeah, uh, he wasn't in the script. He didn't. Yeah. See, and I said this last movie, uh, Ant Man and the Wasp, and I'll say it like I, I really love that they're allowed to improvise. I love mm-hmm. that these actors are just because their personality shines through where it's not just, we're just watching Nick Fury. We're watching Samuel L. Jackson and Nick Fury. It's when the character and the actor become one, it feels real. It feels genuine. It makes it easier to love these characters even more. And yeah. Samuel L. Jackson always has to bring his own touch to stuff. Oh gosh. Yeah. Mother. Like he has Mother to get, yeah, he, yeah. 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 And that's, yeah, that reference. There's also a point when Talos, mm-hmm. when he shows up at Bree's house and he's drinking out of the cup, Yes. You know what I'm talking that's about? One of my fa- that's one of my favorite scenes. Yeah. That is the same print that's on in Pulp Fiction with Samuel Jackson when he's drinking. It's Let the exact guess. same cup. What? <laughs> my brain's it's a different color. I said it was from Reservoir Dogs, but I haven't no, seen that movie. It's Pulp so Fiction. Okay. Uh, Pulp Fiction, I think it's purple, and this, it was red mm-hmm. or orange. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's yeah. awesome. I love it. But man. it's the same, that swirl design. It was the exact same thing. Cool. Good stuff, man. Well, my brain's exploding left and right, and I, I really loved Nick Fury in this too, especially that scene where he they're talking and she's trying to basically get kind of, how do I know you're not a scroll? And, you know, he talks about mm-hmm. his uh, his uh, sandwich being cut diagonally, I believe. He won't eat it. Uh, is that the, it was some kind of line. I didn't write it down. He's like. If, it was the toast. If I, I if, can't eat toast if it's cut diagonal. Yes, and he's like, you didn't even know that, did you? <laughs> Just the way he delivers <laughs> You know it. that we've already seen that when what in ultron when they're in uh hawkeye's house <gasps> yes i think you talked toast, about this he cuts it not diagonal he, he holds did. it up and then this is a callback to that oh you brought that up in the ultron episode i yep. believe yes that's good stuff man My, we saw it yeah he's i'm just what line all right man out that's, of this world I love that he his first pet was named Mr. Snoofers. <laughs> yes. <laughs> he gets offended when she laughs. Yeah. Was that funny? <laughs> yeah. I don't, th- um, I don't think it's funny. I think it's adorable. It is. His love of Goose in the entire movie was just absolutely wonderful. Just the like, fact that he doesn't question so why this why Goose is at Project Pegasus in the files. He's just like, oh, it's a cat. He just falls in love. Distracted. Yeah, exactly. In the, just, in, sorry. Go ahead. In the comics, it wasn't Goose. It was Chewy. It was Chewy. Good. Look at him. Get ready with the comic book fact. I read the whole Wikipedia page. (laughs) Goose. They used Goose after a character in Top Gun. Yes, they did. And I I kind of prefer the name Goose. I'm not going to lie. I think uh, Goose is wonderful. It is absolutely wonderful. Goose is... You just hit your mute button. You did. But that's okay. I'll just keep talking. 
Um, Goose is played by uh, four different cats named Reggie, Gonzo, Archie, and Rizzo. I that's awesome. Which Gonzo and Rizzo are from uh, the Muppets. Mm-hmm. Which you say I, Lizzo? Lizzo is not from the Muppets. <laughs> no, not Lizzo. Rizzo from the Muppets. Which those were two of my favorite characters when I was a kid. I loved Gonzo. Like Muppets Go to Space was like the greatest movie when did, I was a kid. Did you like Muppet Babies? Because I watched that cartoon all day. No, that's creepy. What you guys liked the Muppets? Yeah. yeah. Oh. I liked the Muppets tonight, the show that they had, and they tried to reboot, and I don't think it. How was a well. cartoon creepy? By the way, because they're I don't like children. I don't like babies. We were like children babies. when we watched it. <laughs> I didn't like myself. <laughs> Bart and Arnie were gay. Confirmed. <laughs> no one, if no one didn't, if no one knew that, and I hope everyone's aware, we're not reviewing Avengers Endgame next week. We're reviewing Bert and Ernie's relationship. On, yes. Uh, yeah, yes. So just tune in next week. We will have trying a full... to shove it down our throats when we were kids. <laughs> <laughs> no, we're reviewing. Endgame. Ain't right. <laughs> no, we're going to review Endgame, but maybe we'll have a Bert and Ernie to be continued. <laughs> so, oh man. Anyway, um. Uh- yeah, Amy. I love that they redid the tape thing that I tried with one of my students and it didn't work. And then she just blasts the door off and he's like, you just watched me play with tape. I didn't want to steal your thunder. Like that was their banter, like their shared appreciation of each other. And like their, I just, I liked that relationship. My favorite part had. of this entire movie was their dynamic, was yeah. their dynamic. I really enjoyed like how... Nick Fury and I mean they felt like old friends you know they felt Mm. like immediately they felt like old friends so I really appreciated that so it was really really wonderful yeah and you see how smart both of them are honestly like when um, Nick Fury figures out that the his boss is a a scroll yes um, because he calls him Nick and he turns around and looks and says the look that he gives is like the fudge you call me (laughs) but he it's not saying fudge (laughs) Um, they saying other another f word another chocolate fun type of (laughs) um they were like playing around with like how is he gonna know that he's a scroll like what can we do to make like to tip fury off and one of them they were talking about was that they uh fury could have said hey your shoes untied and then the boss just have no idea how to tie it which i think that would have been pretty funny too Honestly, <laughs> that's actually very. <laughs> um, so uh, one thing I really want to touch base on because we're kind of uh, touching base a little bit on in this movie, but Talos or Talos, uh, I don't really know how you would uh, pronounce it, but uh, um, it's Talos. Get it right. OK, well, I'm just kidding. Whoa, I'm kidding. Whoa, little, you know, no, I thought Talos. Talos. Talos was amazing in this movie. I really did. I, I thought who plays him? It's is his name Bill Mendelson? Yes, Ben. Ben Mendelson. Ben Mendelson. Ben yeah. Mendelson, and he is absolutely amazing in this movie. Oh, yeah. Go sorry. For it. No, I'm go sorry. For it. No, go ahead. I'm I'm interrupting. I'm sorry. No, it's no no problem. I'm sorry. I'm no, sorry. it's okay. You just go. Just go. Just go. Won't you go, Emmy? Yeah, Emmy, you go. You got something when, to say? When they put his makeup on, they called him Mendel Scroll. I love it. Mendelssohn. Mendelssohn. Yeah, we got it. We got. It. I love how you like instead of Mendelssohn, it's Mendel Scroll. That is right up Emmy's humor, uh, uh, right there. Like Mendel. So, as a human, he used an American accent, but as Talos, he used 
his Australian accent. Oh, and, you it sounds, that? and it sounds so good. It sounds so good. I love he's he's Australian. I know. That's what I mean. Like it sounded so real. And I love that he pulled that out. Like, because I've never heard Ben Mendelsohn's real voice. I don't think honestly in a movie <laughs> and it was just to hear him as the scroll and the, how he taps into it, both in kind of human form and scroll form. I thought it was really, really great. And uh, I just, I don't know. Awesome. Ben Mendelsohn was great. He was great. And I didn't realize it was Ben Mendelsohn the first time I saw this movie because obviously he's in the movie. He's, he's in the movie a little bit, but Mm -hmm. I never thought that was the same guy who's in the makeup because of how he sounded, you know, I don't know. I just thought that was really, really cool. Who, what is, what has he been in? Uh, he's been in, uh, what's a movie with Ben Mendelsohn? Oh, it's one I looked up earlier too. I was like, where do I know him from? I'm going to look it up. Sorry. Okay. Uh, While you're looking that up, I'm going to say that I thought that the makeup don't looked you do it. good. The Dark Knight Rises. The Dark Knight Rises. He was in that. Just briefly, uh, but he's in it. Okay. Do you not remember? The, okay. You know what? Don't worry. Well, he's me. green in this movie, so that kind of. But he's also off. his real self, too. He's in both. When is he his real self? Do you not when re- he's playing Fury's boss. Do you not remember that? Ben Mendelsohn is himself. So that's him out of makeup. Yes, yes that's him. That's oh, really him. Listen, I thought that he was lip syncing that entire time. See, that's what I'm telling you, how good it sounded. Oh my gosh, I didn't realize lip-sync it was. Lip sync for your life. But I didn't realize exactly. it was the same person, Emmy. That was my same thing. I was like, those aren't the same people. It's not. I'm I'm learning so much right now. Okay. You're welcome. Um, what did you guys think of the makeup though? I liked it. I loved it. I want some more of it. That I thought the makeup was okay, but I thought the prosthetics prosthetics on the chin looked a lot like nut sacks. Yeah, uh, Clinton's having trouble muting his <laughs> mic over and over. <laughs> Have you seen Thanos? It it's what it reminded me of was Thanos. They actually had like two. Like they had a, it was point, but that's how they looked in the comics. And I'm glad they went prosthetic instead of CG. I agree. I I, I love just good old prosthetic. Because this, if the chin area, if it was CG, CG does not translate usually well with speaking. Just ask Henry Cavill. Just ask Superman. (laughs) Oh God. You want to talk talk about that mustache? That was the worst CG I've ever seen in my entire life. Do you know why? Uh, oh yeah shave it. he couldn't shave it because it was a movie with what the the uh wb yes like they wouldn't let him oh my god so they cg his must uh, for 007 or 007 yeah. he was the uh the bad guy i believe in that movie yes so and they, he had a mustache and they wouldn't let him shave it for this it would have been easier in that movie to cg a mustache than mm-hmm. it would have been to cg that is the biggest fail of cg in modern cinema it yeah. was Oh, so what, what movie is it? I know, I know the scandal Justice that you guys are League. talking about. Justice League. Justice League. Okay, I it should go so back bad. and watch Justice League now that I've watched Wonder Woman. Oh, it's the very first scene of the movie, so you could just start it, and it's the first scene. His mouth is so bad. Yeah, no, it's absolutely, <laughs> it's it's terrible. So if you, okay, Emmy, look at this this prosthetic of uh, Talos, and then look at that CG of Superman. Was it Justice League? You said uh, sorry, Justice League. Like yeah, it's just, Justice League. Like just compare those two and just be thankful. Just be very thankful. <laughs> so, just saying. I I will do that for oh, sure. Okay, sorry. 
So hold on. We didn't really touch base on this because you talked about this. And this is something I really wanted to talk about before we started this podcast. You hinting on it. Captain Marvel and Wonder Woman comparison. You watched both movies. What was your mm-hmm. thoughts uh, having Wonder Woman, Captain Marvel, Oreo? What was going on? Like, what would you, how would you compare this? Since we're already on DC, how would you compare this movie with uh, DC's counterpart? All right. So in my opinion, um, honestly, I feel like the two shouldn't really be compared. Um, but I am about to do exactly that. Please do. One's a space lady and one's a cowboy. Cowgirl. Because I'm a cowgirl, baby. <laughs> He's got a lasso. No, so. I just I think it's unfair that because they're both female superheroes that they are compared so often. Um, and I don't think it's fair to Wonder Woman because DC sucks. excuse me allegedly (laughs) um but okay so watching wonder woman made me appreciate captain marvel a lot more Mm. because diane sorry sorry just had something in my throat i apologize diane okay sorry dc it's wonder woman is a good movie no, it's it is not. a good movie. No, it's not. Um, D- it is for DC. No, it's not. It's hot garbage. I hate one. No, it's not. Yes, it is. I here's really? the trick. Yeah. Here's the trick. I'm going to tell you guys the trick right now. You have to watch it on double speed. <laughs> I watched that bitch <laughs> on double speed, and it was a good movie. Had I watched it regular, I would have been like, "That movie is too damn long." Yeah. But I watched it on double speed. It is if. But it Chris Pine's real slow. Oh yeah, he's fine. But like, mm-hmm. no, dumb. Why does she need a love interest? Stupid. I see. Okay, and that's where that's Carol one of didn't the have one, did she? Place. No, yeah. no, nope. she didn't. Well, I can't. You just, don't need one. Why? She Wonder Woman didn't need one. You know, I I mm-hmm. I do not like Wonder Woman the movie at all. I thought it was a lot of pandering. I thought it was still kind of making her seem dumb. Like, yes, she was from a foreign place. Captain Marvel was from a foreign yeah. place, and she never felt dumb. She almost felt like a step ahead of us. Wonder mm-hmm. Woman felt like she wasn't from a, Captain Marvel was from Earth. You know what I mean? Yeah, but like she didn't have the memories of her. Correct, and everything. Like Wonder Woman's like, oh my god, what are we doing here? Why don't we just speak up for us why don't want to do like, this that was their play at trying to be humorous like it Marvel. wasn't funny it just made her seem like a f- a moron it just made her i didn't appreciate it i hated the diane 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 it's just constant chris pine it literally i want to counter at the bottom of that movie how many times he screams diane or how many times anytime screams diane then i didn't need her on the runway walking through world world war one like on the catwalk on the catwalk i'm like this is a powerful moment and just feels stupid to me shing shing like i'm like this is pandering bullshit this is dc at its finding because finest because it's pandering it's not real and i saw this before captain marvel and i was looking forward to wonder woman this movie excuse me cap or wonder woman sucked and i'm saying it right here if you like that movie which god knows maybe she didn't say the offensive things that brie larson said beforehand which is not offensive at all she's actually speaking her mind and she's allowed to do that you 46 percent snowflakes but i don't care i thought i i just think it's just pandering bullshit i don't care for it wonder woman's trash if you if you want to at me go for it i'm on twitter the awesome 5000 <laughs> sorry i hate the movie wow Anyway, since you asked what my opinion was. <laughs> I hate it. I hate okay? it. I, again. <laughs> I hate it. That's your opinion, Brandon. Hold Does on. Right, Renee like it? Oh, I don't know. <laughs> I haven't asked. <laughs> I, Do you want to hear my opinion now? Emmy, 
You uh, you said at full, uh, twice speed, it's good. If not, it's too long. And then that's when okay. I interjected and said it was trash. <laughs> yeah, interjected. Yes. Okay. So my biggest takeaways are, first of all, that DC does not know how to do a well-balanced movie. They tried to put some humor in with like the, oh, I can't sleep with you if we're not married. Like, uh, uh, gross. <laughs> like they tried to make it serious, which I get that because Wonder Woman is can be a ridiculous character. Like with the invisible jet and all that, they did have to make it a little bit more serious so it didn't seem silly. I want that invisible went, jet. I really. I want, want the invisible jet too. <laughs> Comic book I'm nerd speaking, wants to see it. I'm speaking. <laughs> My other biggest takeaway is that Gal Gadot, not complaining. Well, I am kind of complaining about it, but like, yes, yeah, she's hot, but she wasn't wearing clothes that entire movie. She had heels. Like Gal Gadot fought them on that. By the way, good. She, and she good. did not want to be. They wanted her to be even skimpier than she was. How can oh you be God. any skimpier no, than she, that? <laughs> yeah, she fought them on. She would have to be in a bikini and a thong. Yeah, she, <laughs> yeah, she was not happy about that. Good for you, Gal, Gal Gadot. Well, she lost. Was, I mean, she was still in the shortest skirt imaginable. She still lost, and it was still very. Ugh, sorry, it's disgusting. Clinton, Those were my um, two biggest biggest takeaways, though. Was that is Marvel just does a well-rounded movie better, and also DC females need to put more clothes on. DC period just needs to get its game together. Sorry. Yeah. Yep. But I did give it a chance because like my friend said, the first female superhero movie, like they, single title, single like Wonder Woman. Female role was Wonder Woman. So I did give it a chance. I didn't like it. I did not like what? it. What? Brandon? I did not like it. What, uh, Clint, You're just now saying that. Clint, we didn't hear that before. Yeah, really? <laughs> I'm on a podcast. I can talk however, however much I like. Leave me alone. I'm just kidding. Clint, what was your thoughts on Wonder Woman? <laughs> it, Jesus, it, I don't even know it, where to start it, now. It, it was good. <laughs> I'm just kidding. I enjoyed Wonder Woman. Oh, I, trash. Well, can, I don't. I don't compare DC movies to Marvel movies because oh, it wasn't Marvel's a in a league of their own. Mm-hmm. So I, in my brain, I don't compare them. I compare DC movies to other DC movies, and it was a decent DC movie comparatively that, to their other movies. That's a that's a really they, good point. They needed something like her for their universe. Yeah, I, I don't ever that. compare it with Marvel because I, they can't touch Marvel now. DC shows. I love DC shows. They're great. They're TV. I love shows Arrow, awesome. The Flash, that whole universe they built. I love, but for some reason the movies they can't get it together. And people would argue Marvel's got the movies together, but not the shows. But mm-hmm. I loved the uh, Daredevil and Jessica Jones and mm-hmm. Luke Cage yep. and Iron Fist. I liked all that, but. I will say I am not comparing Wonder Woman to anything. I am comparing Wonder Woman to good cinema or bad cinema, and it's trash. <laughs> Just for the record. I, I, I don't compare it to Marvel because that is unfair. I agree with you, Clinton. I just thought I walked out of that because I think it has something crazy on Rotten Tomatoes. It's in the 90s, uh, Wonder Woman is. And I remember like once that movie ended, I was like, how am I missing something? How? I, what I, is your favorite? What do you think DC has done best with their movie. Which movie is the best for you for DC? The DCEU or just uh, DC yes, in general? Yes, DCEU. Gosh. I don't even know what that encompasses. Is that just Ben Affleck on? Yeah, essentially. <laughs> um, 
I, I mean, Aquaman is really funny, but that's not what they were going uh, for. But I was a people really raved funny, about Aquaman movie. I didn't care. And about I, Aquaman. I, I made myself watch Aquaman. I was not happy with it. I people mm-hmm. loved it, and I just. I think people with DC are used to shitty movies and then they get a decent, not even great movie. And they're like, Oh, this is good. I did not like Aquaman. Mm -hmm. I'm sorry. But what is their best movie to you, Brandon? I I honestly think if I had, I'm not saying it's great. Just which one was top for you? Shazam. Shazam. I haven't seen Shazam. I haven't seen Shazam. Shazam was, I would say Shazam is a good movie. I didn't think it was a great, awesome movie, but it was a good movie. Like, I would recommend that one to see. Hey, you should go see Shazam. I would say that. All the other movies, I would say, wait till it's on TV or don't watch it at all. That's that's the others. Shazam was like, it was a good, like, PG-13, like, I'm a teenager watching a fun movie. I agree with you. But I love him anyway, though. Oh, what is it? Zach... Oh, Zachary Levi. Is it Levi? There's so many. God dang. That's I get I get all the Kevin's Zachary confused. Levi. That's it. It's Zachary. Now, Levi. I get the Zach's mixed up. Yeah, it's Levi. But um, I, I agree with you, Amy. Like it, it felt like if I was a teenager, I would probably eat this up even more. Like mm-hmm. I loved it because it gave me that feeling. But gosh, imagine. Don't spoil anything. I still oh, gosh, watch no. It. But just imagine being 14, 15 watching that. I think I, mm-hmm. that would have been one of my favorite heroes at that time because that age, obviously. So, uh, yeah, no. And honestly, that's really about it for DCEU so far. And I remember walking out of that theater thinking that was a that was a good time. I, I so I appreciated Shazam. Now I don't I don't know if this is in DCEU, but Matt Reeves, Batman, Robert Pattinson. I am that trailer. I cannot wait for that movie. <laughs> yeah, I'm excited about that one too. That one is going to. Oh, be did you guys awesome. see that? So Zack Snyder's redoing Justice League, right? It's like it's a four-part like series on HBO Max 13. or something. It's like 13 minutes, isn't it? That It's changing? Well, they've also just announced apparently Joker's going to be in it. Yep. That he, Joker, he was supposed to and, be in it, I think. Uh, Jared Leto's they, <laughs> <laughs> it, they've re They've revamped him a little bit too. Wait, which Joker? Are you talking ah, about Joker, Joaquin ah, Phoenix? Ah, no, ah, no, Joker. Jared uh, Leto. Jared Leto. Jared Leto. Okay. Ah, 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 I just, ah, 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 ah. It's hard. No, no one's going to ever do a better Joker than Heath Ledger, in my opinion. I thought Joaquin Phoenix was pretty darn good, actually. I haven't seen that either. Which, which is not in the DCE. The first episode I know. of this podcast. Hey, the Batman. We're and turning the, 21. <laughs> the Batman and the Joker. The, mm. the Joker that came out and the new Batman are not continuity i know i just uh i that's where dc messes up they don't know what they're doing so they just keep trying different things until something sticks why not just nothing is sticking why not just do like a comic book you know what i mean like have all batman and joker you know the same universe you know obviously that cast of characters you know like a comic book series because i want to see walking phoenix and robert pattinson on the same screen i really do uh really that joker and that batman i cannot wait for it so this that's the problem though is marvel when dc started with their movies they wanted to ground everything marvel's like i don't give a damn i'm gonna give somebody we're gonna have a a raccoon in space (laughs) yeah like they just went for because you're watching a comic book movie people know that like it's going to be outrageous i'm not going there to make it grounded i don't want to go there to see a way i could become batman 
like I need it to be as campy and animated and comic accurate as possible. That's when I felt like Marvel took a, a whole nother levels when guardians of the galaxy hit. Cause for the most part, they really were kind of grounded at the beginning. Then Avengers kind of kicked the door down a little bit, but then guardians of the galaxy just completely like, where's the door? You know, they just walked right through it. It was, uh, that's where, and I was against Guardians of the Galaxy. I've said that on this podcast before. Guardians of the Galaxy, there's going to be a raccoon in space. What? I don't want to see a raccoon talking to Ro- to Tony Stark. I remember telling my friends that going into the movie. I don't want to see this guy. I hope they're just off doing their own thing. I don't want to see them any part of this. I don't want to see this. This is stupid. Guardians of the Galaxy, one of my favorite MCU movies ever. And, uh, you know, credit to Marvel for just, hey, we're comic book cinema. We're just going to have a good time. Let's have a great time with this. So that's where I feel like exactly to your point, Clinton, they've always exceeded because they just said, you know what? We're not going to be this grounded thing. We're going to be whatever we want to be. That I have a little bit of trepidation about moving on into phase four because I feel like they've done that already. And now that they're about to dive into the multiverse, I feel like it's going to get so weird and I'm excited but also just a little bit scared, but I also trust Marvel. And so I'm so ready for it. Preach. I agree. 100%. What about Captain Marvel? What do we think of that? What? Oh, that's what we're reviewing. By the way, thank you for sticking with us in our uh, DC rants and our Marvel comparisons. There's going to be some guy. Did you guys notice that? So the Cree did a blood, they used Cree blood for her mm-hmm. and wiped her memory. And I don't watch Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., but apparently this is how they revived Coulson. Mm-hmm. Um, Cree blood with a memory wipe is how Fury revives Coulson in Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., mm-hmm. which he learned from how Carol was revived in this movie. Nice. Oh, see, and I stopped watching. Because this was 90s. Yeah. Oh. Oh, and the translator in the neck for language is yes. the same that Quill has. And there were so many comparisons in this movie with guardians of the mm-hmm. galaxy, the way they did the coordinates and the names of the planets mm-hmm. is the exact same way. Yes. That we, hex- we noticed that the name of the planets, it was, yes. like, we were even the saying, hex- is that the same guardians of the galaxy font? It looked awesome. Sorry. The hexagonal, uh, jump point, jump points yes. were the same as guardians and the, um, mask when Carol, Yes. Brings her mask down is the same way Quills comes down. That is really cool. That's cool. And I love that they, they have the same technology on like Xandar because there's Cree people on mm-hmm. Xandar. Yes, exactly. And, Cree yeah. are everywhere. Yep. Yeah. And that's pretty cool. Do you think this movie is setting up a bigger sequel? Obviously, because at the at the end she tells, you know, um Jude Law's character for some reason. I can't think of his name, forgive me. But Jan Rog. Yeah. Dick. Yon eggnog, eggnog, eggnog. Fala la 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 la. Um, Dick, tell, tell the supreme intelligence I'm coming to end it. The war, the lies, all of it. You know, like, and we obviously see the Cree treaty with Xandar, and I'm just curious, like, do uh, is some of that going to be set up through what Captain Marvel does? Is that kind of what we're going to see in a sequel? I don't know, and we can speculate all day. It's just I'm curious where we're going to take this character moving forward. I wouldn't think I would think that that all happened in the the while she's been away from Earth before she right. comes back in Endgame. Right, exactly. I didn't. And I, I didn't wouldn't know if think it was, that a sequel would be like in still the a 2000s. prequel. 
Oh, so do you think there? Sorry, forgive me. Do you think there will be another prequel for Captain Marvel, or do you think she will be in two thousand twenty three? She'll be in two thousand twenty three. Really? Okay. Although now that you say that, it would be kind of fun to. No, I don't want them to. Like, well, this was like fun nostalgia for blockbuster. Oh my gosh, that was awesome. Yeah, troll dolls, blockbuster. Yeah. Payphones. Uh, uh, she used a Game Boy to power the. the yeah. I loved her, her it. Comms, the yeah. original Game Boy, which is a console. I I just really the Fonz lunchbox. The Fonz, yes, Happy Days. Which, by the way, uh, Emmy and I were uh, lucky enough to go to the MCU. Uh, what was it? Uh, MCU trivia. trivia. MCU trivia podcast. The MCU trivia podcast. We did terrible. I think we finished in the top ten, but uh, we missed that one. I think, and it was it was Happy Days lunchbox, and I was like, oh, that was a trivia question. Had I been there. Now, I would have got it for you guys. Yeah, yeah that's true. Yeah. And now we will never forget it. Yes. Ever. Exactly. So I, I just love the nostalgia trip and just think early 2000s, especially, gosh, we were all, except Clinton, he was probably 40 at that time. But Emmy and I were kind of still, you know, young this at that time. mid-90s. No, this no. Movie happened. No, if if they did, oh, if, it, oh, okay, if they okay, okay. did a 2000s, that would be a cool kind of, we saw the 90s in this one. This would be cool mm-hmm. to see early 2000s. So, Yeah. Guess everything. Yeah, that would be really cool for me. I would appreciate that. I when she crashes into the blockbuster and she blasts the um, cardboard cutout. Yes, it was supposed to be the mask, um, but they couldn't get the rights. And the reason she blasts it because it's a it green looks like face, a scroll. So she thought it was a cr- yeah. I love yeah. it. I love it. But instead, it's uh, Arnold Schwarzenegger from True Lies. So should we oh. review the mask technically as a scroll? Oh. Maybe we should one day. Oh my gosh, we should. I love that movie so much. Yeah. We could review every Jim Carrey movie, in my opinion. I, I, I love that man. You and me both, sir. Yes, I am all Bruce for Bruce Almighty. Bruce Almighty. Liar, have you, seen, have you seen the Have you seen the post on Facebook for us boomers that... Um, <laughs> I'm not a boomer, by the way. You said for us boomers. <laughs> I know, us <laughs> boomers. But, you know, those cheeky posts people put, you know, what movie, if you were had a gun to your head and... Could quote line for line. Mine would be the Ace Ventura movies. Dumb and dumber. <laughs> Dumb and dumber for me. Renee challenged me. My fiance challenged me on that. And I was like talking for like 15, 20 minutes straight of the movie laying in bed. And she goes, okay, shut up. Like I was doing the entire movie. Yeah. She's like, I bet you can't. And I was like, all right. And so I said, and now she knows I can quote that entire movie. So yeah, Dumb and Dumber. What would, you, what would yours be, Amy? I am really, really bad at quoting movies like really 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 bad oh there's not one movie you've watched over and over and over and over there is and it is you guys aren't even going to know what the movie is so there's a animated movie called thumbelina have you I guys know what seen that is it? yes i don't yeah from like way back when yes. there's like the bird that's all yeah there's gonna do impossible things if you follow your heart yeah that I could, was I could, so I could, magical oh <laughs> I could quote that whole movie for my for my 30th birthday. I um, didn't have plans like on the actual night of my birthday. And so I Snapchatted my friend and watched that movie while I got progressively more and more inebriated. And they are some of the funniest Snapchats that I've ever watched because I'm like singing along and trying to tell her like the plot of the movie. But it just gets worse and worse. It's a great movie. You should watch it. I used to. I know what the movie is. I I can't say that I've seen it more than once. I mean, um, 
I used to get in trouble by my parents for quoting Ace Ventura so much when I was like <laughs> nine years old. Mm-hmm. I would go up to my mom and talk with my butt, and she would get so pissed off. <laughs> Excuse me. I was you wondering have some banaka. Uh, I was wondering if you were going to make dinner tonight, mom, because I am hungry. Like I could so see you doing that. Yeah, I one day I'm going to do this whole podcast with my ass to the mic. Well, I thought, oh, I thought you already did that. I'm I'm shocked. Okay. Oh, 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 oh. Brandon just called you a butt face. <laughs> no, my favorite thing, uh, like I always loved how witty Dumb and Dumber was. A lot of people think, oh, it's just a stupid movie. It's actually like you kind of have to realize how funny and smart it is too. Like the monkey, it's my best friend's favorite movie. That's my favorite movie of all time. Any, over any MCU movie, I would pick Dumb and Dumber. I'm not gonna lie. I can watch that one and just have a. F- I love laughing, and I that movie makes me laugh more than any of it. Do you it, like the sequel? No, horrible, garbage. It was like Wonder Woman. Um, so it was uh, just trash. So well, it, there was the sequel that didn't have Jim Carrey. Both of them and, are trash. Uh, Dumb and Dumber er uh, and Dumb and Dumber two are both trash don't see them dumb and dumber one is amazing but like it was so funny because like the monkeys were built to mimic the beatles like that was the whole point let's make a tv Mm -hmm. show that mimics the beatles and everything and we can make some money off of this and make it hollywood and it's so funny like he's looking at the the little thing he's like they have the monkeys they were a huge influence on the Beatles. Like that shit just is really funny. I'm like, you idiot. Like I laugh at that stuff, you know, like for someone that doesn't know the monkeys and the Beatles. Well, they're like, oh, okay. <laughs> I, I like humor that makes you think for a second and then makes you laugh. So we know monkeys. Cause we know one that started this podcast. Hey, Hey, we're the monkeys. We're going to monkey, monkey around. That was one of my first CDs ever. The monkeys. The monkeys. Speaking of well, how CDs, old are you? Emmy? Let's are talk you about 50? The, let's, Let's CD. Talk ab- it was a CD. Sorry. Let's talk about the music of this movie. Great soundtrack. Oh, wonderful segue. Yes, I agree. We needed to segue. Um, we had a question on Instagram yeah. from Will who asked about the placement of I'm Just a Girl in that fight scene with this movie. Did we think it was too on the nose or did we think it was fitting or did we not like it at all? Uh, I'm going to let you guys go first. What were your thoughts? Amy? All right. I absolutely loved it. I didn't think it was too on the nose at all. I loved it. And I read something that said that they tried out a whole bunch of different songs right there, but they were like, this, this has to be it. This is it. And I, I mean, it's, it's a good song and she's just feeling her oats and she's doing her thing. And she's just a girl. And I loved it. Clinton, what were you thinking? What were you thinking? No, Sorry. Brandon, I want to know what you were thinking. Okay, I'll go. Um, so, yeah, shout out to Will, uh, who brought us this question on Instagram, uh, you know, really kind of asking us, really, was this a little too on the nose? Was it not? Um, no, I, I I, don't think it was. Uh, when Thor Ragnarok was playing Immigrant Song, and mm-hmm. we were loving and gushing about that, no one says anything, really. You know, like, that was an amazing song. Ah! And it's like the ice and the snow and the, 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 you know, just everything. It's a lot of Thor stuff, you know, in that song. You could say that's too on the nose, too. So why is I'm just a girl more on the nose here? I don't think it's fair. Um, personally, I think just like Immigrant Song fit Thor so well that I'm just a girl scene where she's just just 
losing her shit on everybody and just it's it's awesome it's great it, it, it felt like her theme song almost and uh i appreciated it and i really really loved it um to me we have a lot of songs like that in the mcu that fit that particular character so i uh, i absolutely love this one all right judge clinton all right who's he gonna I'm side gonna with to, i'm gonna have to disagree i thought it was i thought it was too on the nose for this scene um I feel like this song would have been good in another place in the movie because they gave us Nirvana first mm-hmm. when she's meeting with the um, Supreme Intelligence. The Supreme Intelligence. I felt like that one was a little out of place because it it made me want her to be a badass, and I felt like that song would have been great here with just the when she starts realizing how powerful she is. There's, but there's three lines here though. Come as you are, as you are, as I want you to be. Oh my gosh, that get chills even just thinking I mean, about that's, that. That's probably someone get this man a blanket. That's cool, man. This movie's good. I love it. <laughs> that's probably why they did that. Mm-hmm. But that music and Nirvana being, I love. Yeah, a lot of Nirvana songs. Oh, me too. And I loved this part. And the music playing, I expected it to be like I expected it to be like a climax of fighting, and yeah, I feel like this song would have been great. Where I'm just a girl, but to the point of the I'm just a girl, it's it felt like it felt playful the song, mm-hmm. and she's kind of clumsy because she's use she don't know her full potential because she's just now getting to use it. So I it it was fitting in that aspect, but I wanted it to be like a. Like I said earlier, I wanted it to be like a badass fight kind of thing. But to oh, the shit. credit of it was. Huh? A, it, yeah, I'm it, just a girl. Isn't a badass song. It is. A I badass didn't say song. I did. I say that. Play it back. Did I say it's not a badass? You song? said you wanted to be a badass moment. So it wasn't a badass moment to you. Because of the song. No, I expected it to be a badass moment and it wasn't. Yeah, that's what I just said. It wasn't a badass moment to you. Well, no, I, that was the tone they wanted, though, is my point. They wanted the it. She's cl- she- <laughs> you just muted yourself. <laughs> you need to stop she's being clumsy and she don't know her power. So she's like stumbles a little bit. And you know what? Screw you guys, because my opinion's different. <laughs> just I, I thought it was badass. I loved it. No, I'm sorry. It didn't fit the fight scene for me. Oh, man. Give me some Gwen Stefani screaming over Brie Larson kicking ass all day. I'll take it. Yeah. What if so, they would have What if they would have played uh, Bananas right here? Uh, they did. B-A-N-A-N-A-S. I would have been okay with that, too. Holla back, girl. What if they would have yeah. played that right here? <laughs> oh. Well, she ain't no holla back, girl. Yeah, exactly. Um, It wasn't out yet, though. They couldn't do that. Exactly. Oh, dang. Um. There were two. I'm just gonna mute myself for the rest of the episode. You've been doing it so far. This whole oh yeah. <laughs> there were actually two movies that had "I'm Just a Girl" in them that came out in 2019. Do you guys want to try to guess the other one? Oh. It's a movie I've seen. Is it on the nose? No, absolutely not. But the way that you said that, mm, kind of. Wait, what? Now I'm more confused. Is it Pinocchio? <laughs> No. I'm a real boy. <laughs> it's a dog's journey, which I don't know if you guys have watched that, but uh, I've watched it with two friends who are 
wonderful people. Does the dog die? I it's it's like the dog. Does the dog die? Reincarnation. Yes. Reincarnation. Over and over again. Yeah, that's what I've heard. It's terrible. No. It it's a great movie. Screw you. I can't watch dogs die movies. I will. I, I want to. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. I can't either. And I watched. I watched this movie with two friends, and like the first time, I was like, <laughs> and I looked over, and they weren't crying. I was like, you guys are monsters. No, I couldn't do. What it. is the movie that that was so popular with the dog? Homer Bound. The dog's purpose. Marley no, and me. Homer. Marley and me. Oh yeah. my god, that one hits. I watched that one. Why did I watch that movie? That movie. I, the one, uh, I think the hardest I've ever cried in a movie ever is my dog Skip. Like he, oh. yeah, I bawled watching that movie. Like that. You know what? I'm not I gonna. Think the movie I cried the most watching was probably Million Dollar Baby. I feel it's like not this... dog related, but, yeah, but God, it yeah. made me cry. So oh yeah, man. Oh yeah. I feel like this conversation needs to be next week. Mm, okay. Mm. I think. Wink, I'm... wink, 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 wink. Just in case you haven't watched Endgame yet, what are you doing with your life? It's it's so oh god, I can't wait to talk about that movie. But that's next week. Right now we're talking about Captain Marvel. Yes. So I felt like you were, smile. I want you smile for me. I felt like you oh were gonna god. segue I mean, you didn't. I know. I, I know, and I looked down at my notes to try to figure something out. Okay, one of the biggest things that I think I really liked from this movie was the whole um that people are going with their gut instead of orders that um, Colson does that, yes. that um, Fury ends up doing that, that um, Flurkin. Captain Marvel, which is the opposite of what Rog Eon Rog said to mm-hmm. Captain Marvel. Use your brain, not your heart. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. And we see over and over how it pays dividends for other people, you know, and just, I, you know, what part really shocked me about this movie? I was not expecting it. Where Jan Rog at the very end, and he's facing off with uh, Danvers, and he's like, "Come on, you know, fight me one on one. Don't use your That's powers." So you know, awkward. It, it, I, I don't know. Just this, like, come at me, come at me. You don't need that. We're gonna fight one on one, and she just blasts him to Kingdom Come. Love and, it. Uh, and I love that. But I, I just love when she goes up to him after that and says, "I have nothing to. I have nothing to prove to you." You know, like, it. Just, it paid off there, but yeah. in the dialogue, when he starts saying that, it felt so awkward. I was like, what is he doing? Well, I just felt like it was paying off the very beginning of that, like training sequence. You know, I, I to me, it didn't because like where she was like, you need to use this and you need to you can only knock me down when you use this. You know, he like he was copping out because he knew he, she could kick his ass. I agree. Mm-hmm. I agree. So it felt desperate to me. No, he, yeah, exactly. He was it was supposed to be awkward. Yes, he, he was. was gaslighting her. He was manipulating her again to say, like, I bet you can't. Which is I sometimes I use that on kids. Bet you won't. I bet you won't. <laughs> he like, also tells her over and over in this movie, don't let your emotions override your judgment. To me, was a symbolism for mm-hmm. women in power because that's always that's always being fucking said. Yes. Especially when it comes to politics and people women leading. Oh, we can't have a woman president. They're too emotional. You know, shit like that. What if they and have the like, period? <laughs> yeah, like they kept they that theme, I mean, there was that so just means many the life lessons in this movie and mm-hmm. themes, mm-hmm. and I said it a bunch, refugees, women, minorities, like all of it, but they they went in it, you know, went in on it. Eon Rog says that to her probably three or four times in this movie. I just want to... Just 
manipulating. I agree. Ugh. But just but to- but how many people think that way? Yeah. yeah. There's a lot of people that think that way about and women. Act that way. Uh, and act that way as well, not even just mm-hmm. think. And uh, there's also just to kind of go over this bigger theme of this movie, you know, when when Talos is talking and he goes, Yonrog killed Marvel because she was on the wrong side of an unjust war. And Captain Marvel, her first thing, Danvers, she goes, you're terrorist. And he goes, the handful of us left will be slaughtered. We're looking for a new home where the Kree can't follow it. You'll use us. You'll use that to destroy us. We just want a home. You have no idea who I am. I don't even know who I am. And she just, just this insane part where they're looking for a home. They're looking for a place. They're looking for where they belong. It's just, I don't know. And just when, when Talos goes back and he goes, Carol, this is war. My hands are filthy from it too, but we're here now. You found my family and this is just the beginning. There are thousands of us separated from each other, scattered across the galaxy. If that doesn't hit you hard with what's currently going on in the world today, I don't know what will. And, uh, and immediately that's when, uh, Jan Rock comes in, you're fraternizing with the enemy and it, all hell breaks loose. But this movie, there's so many different scenes like that, whether it's from her getting back up and standing up for herself when she's not letting herself be manipulated anymore, where there's an unjust war going on and she's caught in the middle of it all. There's a lot of themes and the families being separated from their family, you know, and for, it's weird. It's weird that this was 2019, yeah, and we're in 2020, and this shit's happening. Oh, for it, real. Well, it was also happening then. You know, I mean, it was a big topic back then too, and that's why I thought it was so on the nose with that timing. Is for Marvel <laughs> Studios to be so bold and say mm-hmm. this is happening right now. We're gonna put it in this movie, not because oh, it's Thanks. the first female superhero. It's a good time to bring this in, and I. They said, "Oh, we haven't had uh, representation in forever, and people wanted it. Well, we're going to give you representation in a lot of ways." <laughs> it hits. And I think that's why they chose to do the scrolls different from the comics. Yes, yes, I think yes. that was the main reason they did. It. That's my opinion. I don't know that for a fact, I but think, I feel I like that makes sense as to why they made them good in this. I, I agree. My my biggest takeaway from that point is the dangers of an absolute smear campaign against the quote unquote others. Um, and the way that the Cree kind of like brainwashed people into believing what they wanted. Um, and I mean, they had signs in their city about the, the yes, scrolls. Yes. Like they made them these monsters and mm-hmm. using like how language is used. They called them an infestation. Ronan calls them an infestation. Like, that is the way that you would say, like, bugs and and spiders and rats. And, like, the people who know right from wrong, who are complicit, are just as bad as the ones who... At the very beginning of the movie, sorry to cut you off, Clinton. uh, At the very beginning of the movie, you can hear someone talking over, like, an intercom who goes, 120 days since the last scroll attack. You know, like they attacked us, you know, it's just a very, that's already, that's, we, that's being repeated to everybody right now. Sorry. But mm-hmm. then we see them on their mission, attack the scroll. Yes, exactly. Um, exactly. Sorry. Well, I will give isn't it, it told to us that the, the Kree start the war in the first place. 
Yes. At some point, or isn't it I will, I, I will give it to the Cree girl who has the like eyepiece mm-hmm. across her. What's yeah. her name? Minerva. I, no, no, it's not. That's probably a vegetable term, Amy. <laughs> no, I know no, what you're doing. Minerva, the one that at the end, uh, or not at the end, but in the final battle, um, she's uh, Captain Marvel. She's like, the oh, sniper. You yes. Yeah, you knew this whole time. Yes. Yeah. Is that why um, we didn't hang out? And she's that, like, no, I just don't like you. That's yeah, Minerva. my favorite. Good stuff. Is when, when they're finding out they have to go to Earth and Eon Rog and all of them. Mm-hmm. And they say, have you ever been to C-53, which is Earth? And she says, yeah, Once. it's a real shithole. And I couldn't agree more. <laughs> <laughs> Love um, it. C-53, too. I was I was like, this is Marvel. So C-53 has to mean something. And apparently it's completely random. Doesn't mean anything. But my favorite theory. Like this for- podcast. <laughs> My favorite theory for what C-53 was, was one of the writer's favorite items to get from the vending machine in the office. Oh, I love it. Oh, that's a really good one. I'm going to stick with that. that. Does it get in the 50s on a vending machine, though? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. I live in a small town. We don't. Let's get you into Chattanooga. Oh, well, I guess. Yeah. If you start with one, but sometimes they're just random. Mm -hmm. They are. Like here, this is C fifty three, and right next to it is uh, A twenty four. <laughs> okay, it's not that bad for me. There at least B a million. It's like bingo for me. There's all A on one row, B on the other. But yeah, but then like by the but time the numbers th- get random. Exactly, you, I will agree. Did with you that. notice that Fury has a level three clearance in this, and mm-hmm. then later he has a level, level. ten? Yes, that's mm-hmm. pretty. Sick. Not in this movie, but in the other movies, he's level ten. <laughs> Correct. Oh, that's really really cool. Uh, we got to talk about a scene that was a little controversial here. Here, where just speaking on Nick Fury, how he lost his eye. Um, I know people are very indifferent on this this take on it, where the Flurkin <laughs> took out his eye. Obviously, Mother Flurkin, Mother Flurkin. I'm just curious what your guys' thoughts on. I mean, good, bad, indifferent. I'm I'm cool with anything. I'm just curious. What, what did you think about? Oh, this was the big payoff to how he lost his eye. When I when I first watched this movie, I and I think we've already debunked this on the podcast. Um, I wholeheartedly thought that he lost it in a fight with Wolverine, but it was actually shrapnel in World War II or something. Um, so my whole gripe with that, whenever I first watched the movie, was completely unfounded and weird. And so I I like it now. I also like that he looks at the cat earlier in the movie and says, "I'm trusting you not to eat me." And in uh, The Winter Soldier, he says, the last time I trusted somebody, I lost an eye. The continuity there is really I'm extraordinary. living for it. Yeah, that's, that's exactly what I was going to say. I, I don't I'm indifferent. Like, it doesn't matter to me, but I do love that they made it continuity with mm-hmm. that. That's what I was going to bring up in me. I, it doesn't bother me. Um and a theory, it, there's a theory that at the you know the end of the movie they bring him the different eyes that he can use, yeah, mm-hmm. and he chooses not to because of the scrolls, because if they never see under his patch in the future, that they can't duplicate him, so he'll always be able to be known as the real Fury if he lifts his eye patch and sees the scratches. When he has it on, no one can see it, so they'll just duplicate it that way. That's a, a theory people have, like if the scrolls are ever bad or if there's bad scrolls that can duplicate people or shapeshift. Wow. That he will always be known, like he'll always, they'll always know it's really him. 
I feel like that. I had trouble with words with that. So <laughs> I apologize. I feel like that, I, like now that you've said that, that might be the way that they're leaning because of the far from home. Yeah. I think we'll the scroll there. that we'll have bad scrolls in the future. I feel like. Oh, I agree. I, it's like people. I mean, there's regardless of where you're at or who, where you're extremists. From, yeah, exactly. There's always going to be the good and bad. But just just to give my two thoughts on that that whole, um, you know, how he lost an eye scene. I was not a fan. Uh, I I love the continuity. I 100 percent agree with you, Emmy and Clinton. I do. Uh, it's just. And this is just a selfish Marvel fan in me. I wanted it to be more than just a cat scratching his. You know what I mean? Like it just, it's not just a cat scratching his it's eyes. A flurkin, a mother flurkin, flurkin. I'm so sorry. I just wanted to see more than a flurkin. I didn't get a badum ting. Oh, sorry. That's okay. No, I don't we want it now. Had any I don't of want it. All right, Clinton two point in this. Oh, here we go. Oh, it's turned down. <laughs> Don't pander to us. <laughs> All right, there we go. Um, but no, I, I just thought it was a bit of a letdown for me, kind of always wanting to know what that was and realizing it's just a flurkin. It's just a, I don't know. It was, it, I know, it's just, I ah, wish it was a little bit I didn't more. care enough. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I just, I, I, I love the continuity. I just didn't like the execution, I guess is what I'm going to say. I just, I just enjoyed that we got to see it, that it wasn't just an open-ended question that we kind of would have preferred it over this, honestly. All right. I like the, the relationship of Fury and the cat all through the movie and the way that the scrolls react to the cat. And he's like, it's a cat. Like flirting. (laughs) It's not, it's not Hannibal Lecter. Yeah. Yes. When they put the muzzle. Yeah. Which is played by Anthony Hopkins. Love it. Odin. Odin. That is awesome. Yeah, when they put that muzzle on him the first time I saw this movie, I was like, this is stupid. This is like in a good way. I was laughing. I was like, this is stupid. It's a cat. It's such, and a, it, such a tiny little muzzle. Yeah, exactly. And like it doesn't even fit him that tight. It's really funny, honestly. It's really yes. comical. And then they scan the threat of Fury and they say it's mm-hmm. low. And yeah. He's like, obviously that thing's wrong or something <laughs> like that. Exactly. Oh, so good. We have to talk about when Carol reunites with Rambo. Um, she was a big part in this movie. She is the whole reason she remembers anything. Mm-hmm. The reunion of them was very underwhelming to me. Rambo did not react like I expected her to react. She wasn't excited or anything. She was just kind of like lackluster. I agree with that. I never thought about that, Clinton. Like when she first sees her, it's not like surprise. It's just like, mm, what are you doing? Logic. What are you yeah, doing? Like, yeah. She thought she was dead. Yeah. That's a, I but never she, thought about that, Clinton. But I just, I, Emmy, I'll let you counterpoint. It bothers me. But now that, sorry, I'm going to first go, Clinton, I agree. I'm curious to hear what Emmy has to say. But I, I've never thought about that. But I totally agree with you. She also knows that a body was never found. And she says later that I knew you were somewhere out there too stubborn to die. But that was her best friend. And it's been six years. She should it even especially knowing that she should have been excited as hell to see her and that she was alive. She was very lethargic when she saw her. She did her daughter, Monica was very excited. Yes. You remember our captain or excuse me, our Ant-Man and the Wasp episode. That was because we went a week and a half without talking to each other. (laughs) I can only, right. Yeah. Like that's my point. Like, we missed each other for like, oh, it's been like eight or nine days instead of the normal six. You know, like I, I agree with Clinton a hundred percent on this. Emmy, what's your, what's your take? She I, was too calm. I, I, I agree with you, man. I mean, 
I guess if I hadn't seen somebody in that long that I assumed was dead, I would probably be- Or not even assumed. You just went that long without them. You know what I mean? Like, that's still six years. Your best friend. Alive Your or dead. I know, friend. I know. I'm, I'm, I'm trying to think of it that way, but I, I guess- like part of me would be like, oh, somebody slipped something in my drink. I am high right now. I am like something. So you think it's more like shock? Shock. Oh, yes. Okay. Shock. Okay. That's but, a good good but, word for but it. But they yes. didn't they didn't portray that in the movie. I, it was not a shock feel. I didn't get she that. Drops, she was she drops something. Like it falls right out of her hand. Did she? Did she? I don't remember. I watched this movie twice. I don't think. So. Oh, I'm, I'm sorry. I, mean, I don't know. We got a SME over here. Yeah, and the um, that you gotta be smooth. You gotta, gotta be, be that was that was that was, that was later. No, I'm talking was, about what? It was playing <laughs> while she was working on that plane. When when they are reunited, they. But that's what's the that got to do playing. with how she reacted? I'm just telling you how well I remember the scene. And the daughter, did you did you catch the plane name in the flashbacks? Yes. Of, yes. Yeah, of Rambo's plane. Mm-hmm. Photon. Photon. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Which is who her daughter's gonna be, which is the girl that's in WandaVision trailer. She's all grown up. Oh, I cannot wait for WandaVision. Sorry. Cannot wait. <laughs> She's the one that gets kicked out of that. And we okay, I I'm sorry. January fifteenth? Is that our date? Yep. WandaVision January 15th. Come here for all your WandaVision reviews episode by episode because I cannot wait. We're going to have new MCU. I'm sorry. I'm done. <laughs> cannot wait. I feel like we're going to get burned. Like at this point, it's just like I keep coming back and they keep pushing me away. I No, we, we have a date. We've, December. we've not had a date. We never had a date. So I'm going to stay confident. January 15th, this is the first time they've ever confirmed a date. There's been rumors of November, December. But we, uh, unless I'm wrong, guys, I don't think we've ever had a date. Well, I mean, concrete. before COVID, they initially announced it would be like August. But yeah, but it still was never a firm since date. Since then. Fool me once, Marvel. You fooled me but it's, 17 times. This one was going to go to Disney Plus before. I mean, I get the Black Widow thing because it keeps getting pushed back, but it's a theatrical release. This was mm-hmm. always intended to be Disney Plus, and they're done filming and editing. Finally. Yeah, I think they're just waiting to finish the editing on the back end because they just finished filming. Yeah, I, but, can, I cannot wait. I cannot wait just to have something. Oh, but we will have Monica Rambeau in WandaVision. So she's all grown up now. This was the 90s. Yes. Okay, so I'm I'm excited about that, but isn't Monica and you guys keep saying Rambo? And in my head, it looks like Rambo, and so I wrote it as such, <laughs> like like Rambo, like the Sylvester Stallone. Yeah, we got it. <laughs> anyway, um, so Rambo. Um, oh, where was I going with that? Oh, Monica, the friends, becomes- Jennifer Aniston, Lewinsky. She becomes Captain Marvel at some point for a split second. Yeah, she mm-hmm. does. Right? Yes. Yeah, she had. Yeah, she did. She okay. took on the mantle for a minute. And then I do have a question, and I probably very easily could have Googled this, mm-hmm. but I figured that I would ask you guys instead. What is the difference between Miss Marvel and Captain Marvel? If there is uh, a- so Miss Marvel is a huge fan of Captain Marvel. Mm-hmm. That's why she takes on that moniker. 
Okay. So she's a young girl who's obsessed with the Avengers, Kamala and Khan. especially Captain Marvel. Yep. And just okay. takes on the name Miss Marvel. And Kamala Khan, I cannot wait. I think she has she been casted. I believe yes. is she yes. going to be a Disney Plus it's, series? Yes, and it's a not known actor. It's a young girl. I cannot. A I, young Indian girl. Yeah, I saw. I saw her, and I was like, "Oh, that's that's Kamala." I'm really really excited uh, excited about that. So, Miss Marvel is one of my. I, I'm really looking forward to that Disney Plus series. I think that's going to be a really good one. So, yeah. So we are going to get a Ms. Marvel. Yes, we are. Yeah, they've already announced okay. that. They just casted the her. They just cast her probably. Oh, okay. I can't wait ago. for freaking Moon Knight. God. Moon Knight's going to be great. Uh, I think She-Hulk is going to be very, very interesting. I cannot wait. I hope uh, Mark Ruffalo comes in a little bit there. Uh, he will. Yeah, exactly. So, I mean, there's a lot of Disney Plus. I, I've subscribed to it. I, besides the Mandalorian, I really haven't gotten my money's worth off of Disney Plus so far. I watched the old X Men cartoons. Yeah. Oh, I did too. Bomb. I did too. Yeah. But like, I I don't know. Like, I'm really excited about the new content. So it's gonna be exciting. Same. Speaking of Disney Plus, though, this was the last movie to come out. Mm-hmm. What am I? <laughs> to come out. I'm sorry. This was the last movie. No, this was the first movie to not hit Netflix. That's what I was trying to say. Oh, it went straight to Disney Plus. Ooh, you had a hard time with that. It one. didn't go to Disney Plus because Disney Plus wasn't a thing yet. Because this movie came out March eighth, which was International Women's Day. Just saying. Um, so this came out March eighth. So like three months later, DVD release, but it didn't go to Netflix because Disney had Disney Plus in the works in November. Nice. Or launched in November. We all should be thankful for Disney Plus. And I, for the record, Disney Plus, they finally turned it around. I really did not care for their layout for Marvel at the beginning because it was mm-hmm. like Avengers Endgame, Fantastic Four, which was the new crappy one. And then it was like all this. I'm like, this doesn't make sense. People are going to confuse. A lot of people don't know what's in the MCU, what's not in the MCU. And you're lumping all these movies together. And now I was so happy. I, I went to play uh, Captain Marvel. And it was Marvel Cinematic Universe. And then the next one was MCU Phase 1. Phase 1, phase yeah. Phase 2. It's been a couple weeks now. I really... We that with Ant-Man and the Wasp. And then it said Marvel Legacy Films, which are the Fox films. I really, really appreciate that. So yeah, same. K- kudos, Disney+. Plus. I really, really like that. Listen, I got to talk about the name that the Cree call Dan, uh, Carol Danvers the whole time. Mm-hmm. Veers. Yes. Yeah. I hate it. What? And it's actually spelled verse. And yes. let's talk about verses. <laughs> there's Bible verses. There's verses fights. And there's verse in the in the gay community. Okay. And there's also so, Batman versus Superman. Which is fighting versus. Yeah. No, it's not. Oh. It's a terrible movie. That's the difference between a fight and a terrible but movie. But it's spelled verse. <laughs> You're welcome. How did they come up with veers from that? That I have a big gripe about that too, because like I've said before, phonetically, that's not how you say it. I actually had to write down in my notes like four or five times veers because in my head, I still think it's verse. Like her name should be said verse. Hey, it's funny in my notes, I put V E E R S. So I would mm-hmm. know to say it veers instead of verse. Yeah. They yeah. probably didn't want to say it verse because of all the connotations that come with it, with all the things that you can relate to it. That's, well, I don't know. But I did love I did love the implementation of how the name tag was split. Yes. Same. And how she finds it. Same. 
and mm-hmm. the, the kind of p- puts together her old self and her new self all at once. Mm-hmm. I, I really dig that too, Clint. Yeah. Yeah, that's in in the comics. Is Captain Marvel's name Carol Danvers? Yes. Yes. Okay. But there is also a Marvel. Yes. <laughs> Sorry, we are one comic book <laughs> brain together. Yes, <laughs> the collective. <laughs> but yeah, no, I, 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 I didn't. It didn't bother me at all. I just thought maybe it was how they read it or how they interpreted it. I mean, you know, just because it's V E R S to us and it's verse. I mean, gosh, the English language is weird to say the very least. So I, I, I didn't put too much stock into it, I guess, is what I mean. Uh, to me, it was like, hey. It's just, for one, the phonetically, it was wrong. But Veers for a name is weird. Yeah. Could they not well, have just made a name up? She wouldn't have known the difference. Well, what I, if it okay. was Dan? What if they just started calling her Dan and they had the other piece of the, 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 the Hey, Dan. What you doing, Dan? <laughs> yeah, that would have been really funny. Actually. But I mean, her whole... Life was a lie, and her ne- everything about them mm-hmm. telling what they told her was a lie. Right, and then they just had to go phonetically off of the dog tag. Come the, on, well, yeah, yeah. Give her a I, fake I name agree. <laughs> because they all have those weird hyphenated names, like Min Irva, Jan Rog, uh, Marvel. Yeah, very good. The guy point. that they try to save on that planet. They could have done verse bottom. Verse top. There it is. <laughs> there it is. Well, good, good, my Clinton. Glad we. <laughs> so since you're that was a- that was pitched to me, and I couldn't help but swing at it. I'm sorry. <laughs> and he hit it out of the park. As he yeah, there's does. pitchers and there's catchers. You know, uh, you and you hit it. <laughs> Either way, baby. Um. Higher so- first. Higher, further, faster, baby. And I'm glad that I they had that. that. I uh, love that they did that. Yes, I'm glad they included that from the comics. I was, uh, I actually have a ca- uh, Captain uh, Marvel shirt on right now, and uh, I also have another one where she says "higher, further, faster." So that's awesome. I don't even know what you guys are talking about. It's uh, she was a big Kanye West fan, stop. and the song "Get Out of Here." Stop, Clinton. Just stop. <laughs> no, <laughs> <You're> not- <laughs> stop. No, faster, she, stronger. It was, was originally <laughs> Daft Punk, wasn't it? Yeah, it was, but Kanye made it better. better faster, and I can't stronger. Dan Kanye, but I like that song. Uh, I'm going to disagree. Daft Punk perfected it. Kanye, eh, it's all right. Um, but so you Carol. got? Oh yeah, okay. Sorry. <laughs> I got what? You got some of your gripes out. So one of my biggest gripes was the scene when she's just kicking uh, ass, uh, scroll ass on that ship after they just tampered with her memory. Mm-hmm. And she gets out of that thing. That alien that she like knocks out is so cute. Go ahead. I thought that <laughs> she was it was so awkward to me the way she was running with those things on her arms. It just felt weird but i think that was the intent like it was Mm -hmm. a weird yeah my favorite part of that opening scene is when he goes like this one scroll is like and the way she screams back 
I don't know why, and I don't mean this in any condescending way. It is oh, of, he, that means he does. It's one of the cutest things I've ever seen. Like she's like, yeah. Like I just it's love the it. humanity though. Because yes. if somebody screams at you, you're gonna scream back. It's like fight or flight, but like I love it. That's, but it was a woman, so it wasn't it wasn't scary, you know. A woman is just less than and <sighs> it wasn't strong at all. Clinton. You, know you are Clinton. You are lucky that we're not in the same room right now. Emmy, lucky. you know what? I would listen to you if you smiled. <laughs> Oh man, this is Clinton feeling brave, man. Yeah, feel froggy, feel froggy. <laughs> he jumped, he jumped. <laughs> I'm kidding. I love you, yeah. and that was just a joke for these pricks out here. I'm just representing the the forty six, the forty six percent. Yeah, the seventy million. <laughs> um. So my biggest gripe, I think, was that line where it says, you guys wouldn't happen to know how these come off. No, fine. The delivery for me did not hit. I think that that was a Tony line. And if Tony had said it, had uh, Robert Downey Jr. delivered it, even if Brie Larson had delivered it differently, I think it would have hit. But she just said it too quick or something. It just didn't, I don't know. It didn't hit for me. Well, they didn't let it set either. Like she yes, said it, yes. and then she immediately so went into like, "No, like, yeah, it yeah. Was, that's not a quick joke. Like, you need some awkward silence mm-hmm. for a second, and then mm-hmm. carry on." And then in that same scene, why does her bare ass foot open the door on a random alien ship? Huh? Silence. What she kick? Yeah, I don't know what you're talking about. Her foot. She puts her foot. Yes. Because her hands are still covered up with yeah. those metal things. Yeah. She puts her foot on like the thing to open up a door and it opens the door. Oh, I never realized that. My bad. I think it was a wink to her getting her boots, though. That's the room she finds her boots in. No, it's not. Is it not? It's funny. not, not the-, the room that she opens. No. The guy comes out of the room and then knocks her back into the other room and that's where her boots are. I watched this movie twice, guys. Okay, I, I'm not doubting. Why is it always oh, guys? All right, I sitting here idly just okay. I didn't even realize she got through a room with her foot. <laughs> I guess I wasn't paying much attention there, but uh, yeah. and she could have punched it with those things on her arms, right? That's kind of odd. Okay, well, it, like it showed her foot. I don't know. It was weird. Oh, I know. I know. I you know what you know what I think all of our fans are are thinking right now. What are they thinking, Emmy? Probably like, is this podcast over? <laughs> no, they're probably like, this podcast is probably almost over, and we haven't heard a damn science fact yet. Oh, well, we're. Oh, I know where you're going because I was about to call it out. Is this a callback to your first gripe back in Avengers? Oh, I don't know. But I'm very curious to hear what that is now. Oh, um, yeah. Oh, yeah. I didn't even. Explosions in that space. <laughs> Here we go. Explosions <laughs> in space time with Emmy. Emmy, what is your space? Oh, excuse me. What is your science gripe for this movie? Okay. It's okay. That that is a big one. I wasn't even going to touch that one again because I knew I would be attacked. That's hey, what she said. Hey, we're not attacking <laughs> you. We're just as we are having a civil discussion. Uh, like also mm. like the jet engines, like those wouldn't work, but okay. Anyway, um, so when they're doing the alien autopsy, yeah. they say this isn't carbon based. This is something that isn't known on the periodic periodic table. Um, but all possible stable elements are known and most unstable elements are known. Um, there are some that haven't been observed yet, but uh, scientists know what they will be. 
and can protect predict their properties. Screw you guys. That's cool, though. When you think about the entire universe, like scientists know what all is out there. All right. Cool. 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 <sighs> yeah, sorry. Oh, sorry, Emmy. What What was that? You want me to repeat it? <laughs> we'll, we'll edit that part Maybe out. with a smile. Oh, God. Hey, Clint. <laughs> <laughs> Jeez, just funny. <laughs> Hmm. <laughs> Sorry. Just, he's, he's the bravest man I've ever met in my entire life. Is Clint. Oh, man. It's because I'm quarantined. No one can come here. <laughs> I would come there and kick your ass, but COVID. Uh, <laughs> right. Oh, that's great. Oh, man. I do love, I do love her. I love the scene with her suit change. Yes. It was a nod to every, you know how we talked about earlier, the different Marvel, Mm -hmm. Captain Marvel, who started as a man and blah, blah, blah. The colors that they shift to are all a nod to all those colors that they were in the comics. So even the glowing one. I don't know about the glow. That's what I was curious when I saw that one. I was thinking, is that I a previous or was so. that okay? Cool. That one threw I, me off a little bit. I feel like that was just nineties glow, like, right? Mm-hmm. And glow I, sticks and like shit. a rave, yeah. And, and please, if anyone knows where that's from, if it's from a comic book, reach out to us: Instagram, Twitter, Facebook. Please let us know because <laughs> I, I did not know when I saw that. I was, I was curious, so I would love to know more if someone has that information. I, I couldn't find anything either, and I did research it. Okay, um, cool. But Monica calls her fresh. Yes. And there was a debate in when they were writing to like what should should what's more nineties, dope mm-hmm. or fresh? And they were like, well, they're both equally nineties, and so they went with fresh because they um, mentioned Fresh Prince earlier. Mm-hmm. So well, this is a story all about how Carol's life got flipped, turned upside down. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm, clever no one's gonna take that and run and keep going no no if i would have delivered that it would have been great (laughs) clinton the most humble man on this podcast um so yeah um so we've covered a week whoa clinton he's ready to go what do we got when she powers up we got to talk about that for a minute when she's in that world again with the yes. supreme intelligence yes. and she's tied mm-hmm. up Come and they're having that con- yeah that's where are. nirvana plays mm-hmm. and you think she's being defeated but you see that that world where she's with the supreme intelligence and you've seen her in the real world rising, where they're man. watching her she's and getting she back up glowing mm-hmm. oh my god and when she rips the piece that they kept using to like it was basically like a prod. Mm-hmm. Anytime she started getting too powerful, they zapped her. Reminded mm-hmm. me of the Thor thing. Yeah. We're like, yeah, yeah. Ragnarok. Yeah. But when she goes full on, this is how they should have done uh, Dragon Ball when they did the live action because yeah. she looks like a full on effing Super Saiyan. I don't know if you guys are anime fans, but. No, sorry. <sighs> Sorry, I know like my kids are my students are all all about it right now and I cannot get into it they're all about it all now about it yeah that was the thing when I was in high school I know I so many of my kids now are interested in anime it, it really surprises me look up Super Saiyan watch a clip of them changing to Super Saiyan and in like the live this, action 
and no, not don't don't watch the live action version. Oh well, I know the cartoon. Like I know. Yeah, that when they power up, this Mm -hmm. is how they should have done it in the movie because it reminded me of a Super Saiyan powering up. Mm -hmm. Brandon, what you got? Uh, As Brandon would say, "Hey, Brandon, what you got?" Thanks, appreciate it. Um, the the whole th- scene with the Nirvana "Come as you are." There's some really good dialogue here that I want to make sure we we touch. Oh on. yeah, you have you haven't really well, mentioned a lot of dialogue. Well, except- I know it's probably been a blessing for a lot of people. You're the D man. <laughs> That's what I am. I've got the D. Um, so we see- <laughs> so we see there's a. <laughs> Oh man, we see. Uh, there's give other- us the day, Brandon. Give us the day. You Come got. On. You're welcome. Uh, the dialogue between the supreme intelligence and Carol is: "You did good, Ace. Now these insidious shapeshifters will threaten our borders no more." There's our. There's our theme there: borders pro- protection. This is our land, not theirs. And she she tells tells the supreme intelligence back they just want a home they they you want to destroy them because they won't submit to your rule without and then it kind of skips a little bit and she goes without us you are flawed helpless she's speaking to carol we saved you and then we see that where she falls over and over again which we touched base on at the beginning of this podcast without us such a powerful scene though yeah god it's Without us, you're only human. And she gets up. And this is my notes. She gets up every single time, lump in my throat. That is my notes here. And it just on Hala, you were reborn veers. My name is Carol. And she's breaking out and she used her powers in that line. I've been fighting with one arm tied behind my back. What happens when I'm finally set free? And holy, just beautiful, beautiful, beautiful mm-hmm. scene here. This one hits. Because the Supreme Intelligence says the same shit to her that she's been told all her life. When it shows her flashback, she struggles and people are making fun of her. Mm -hmm. And the Supreme Intelligence is basically degrading her too. Mm -hmm. And she uses what I said earlier, the doubt to fuel her Mm -hmm. to say, no, this is the real me. Like you've doubted me my whole life. I don't know who I am. I don't know where I came from. And I've always been like a, a pushover to people. But I'm about to show you because I've not shown you my full power, my arm tied behind my back. This is me. Yes, sir. And the confidence that she comes out of that scene with. Absolutely legendary. Like it is awesome. I agree. Awesome. I completely agree. And it is uh, it's just a powerful moment. And uh, one to me, the highlights of the MCU uh, it is just like I said, and when she. There's not many moments that give you a lump in your throat in this entire. Uh, there's there's a few of them. Don't get me wrong, but this one, I just was surprised how much this one hit me because it did not give me a lump in my throat the first or second time I saw it. And it's weird sometimes when you see a movie more than once, it hits you in different times. Maybe the yeah. first time, maybe same the same thing happened time. to me. Yeah, this one hit me really hard. I was sitting there and I think I even like my eyes watered up while I was watching it. Like I had to wipe a little bit away because I was like. She's still getting up. She's still getting up because I'm not me. I'm not seeing. I'm seeing just this emotional person who's always being told your emotion is why you're flawed. You know what I mean? That's what I see when I watch it. And she's finally like, you know what? No, this is my strength. And this is why. And it's, it's. That's why it's so beautiful to me. This is why it's one of my favorites. It is just a guy. It's such a good movie. (laughs) That's such a great scene. I feel like it hits hearing speaking about my emotions. I feel like it hits a little different as a woman too, because mm-hmm. we're always told that we're too emotional and blah, 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 whatever. As it should. Yeah. 
Um, but I feel like there's another part that is like wonderful woman empowerment. And that's when Maria gives that powerful woman speech. And she's like, you like, I, I, I it reminds me of um, Parks and Rec. If you guys watch Parks and Rec. Are you talking yeah. about when she talked where she's talking to Carol? Yeah. After mm. they listen to the tape and she's yes. like, you are powerful and like you can do that it's like it's just a wonderful speech and i didn't write down any of the things that she calls her but like honestly that's the way i talk to my best friend like you beautiful mermaid like you can do this you You are strong you are powerful and it's like leslie nope and um rashida jones i forget what her character's name is in parks and rec but like just like the just the affirmation like I love seeing that like from a woman to another woman, like you can do this and you are strong and beautiful and powerful and smart. And I don't know. And she has, she has a sense of confidence here and then she's fighting those ships when she's masked up and she's Mm -hmm. fallen to earth when she gets knocked down before she realizes she can fly Mm -hmm. and then Mm -hmm. it hits her. Yeah. Like, Oh yeah, I've got this. That's it's all when she, that zooms in on her face and she's just like, you know, and she, yeah. Yeah. You know, it's, it's, it's really, really it's tootie fruity, you know, all Rudy. Um, so no, that's you Clinton. Oh, uh, that, that a gay joke. It, it was supposed to be. <laughs> <laughs> it didn't land. <laughs> Man, uh, one thing I really want to touch base on too before we, uh, I don't want to not have this part in this podcast before talking about the internet. How sl- You're wanting to touch base on the Air Force? Ah, yes, yeah. See what you did there. <laughs> <laughs> the, the internet being so slow. And it was just so funny. Like when she's chicken pecking on, the, like with her index fingers on the computer, Nick Fury is doing it as well later on in it. It is hilarious because I remember being a kid and just going like index fingers only on a keyboard. Like, what is this? And like low times and then that, like that Windows, I can't do the sound effect. You were, but- you were a pecker? On the keyboard? I was always a pecker. Uh, You're still a pecker. I agree to disagree. (laughs) But, but like, just love how that, like, that that old classic, like, those Windows 95 moments and just really, really funny because as a kid who loved being on a computer and, like, watching that stuff, it was just... Oregon Trail. Yes! It was nostalgia. I enjoyed it Number munchers. You guys didn't play number munchers? Or word munchers? Probably. Probably. It was the little the ones in school where they helped yeah, you learn. They were like educational. Yeah. I, yeah. I remember playing like a I don't know the name of the game, but it was like a robot and you had to like type in your home row keys. Like he'd be skateboarding. And it would be like, and I was horrible at typing when I was a kid. And so he would be like, A, S, D, F. And I'm like, where the heck is the S? Where is it at? And like, he would fall on his face and I get so mad. And like, cause I was pretty decent at an NES, but I could not do the keyboard. I couldn't do it. So what was the actual like keyboard teaching program? Mavis Beacon. Is it Mavis Beacon teaches typing? Oh my God, maybe I'm younger than you guys. And so, like, you have no idea what I'm talking about. What the hell are you talking about? There's a Mavis. Is that Kevin Bacon's sister? Who Ma- is Mavis? Merle. Maybe, maybe <laughs> I'm wrong. Buford. That was my Did papa's you- name. Buford? Buford? Yeah. Buford. That's a wonderful old person name. Yeah. Buford. Hey, my. He was wild. <laughs> 
<laughs> it really was his name. I'm not lying. Oh, I believe you. Buford you guys, and Betty. Like when you guys were in school, did computers have full color or was it like the black and green screens? Well, the old games like Oregon Trail and stuff were black and green. I had black and green, but I remember I was probably in third or fourth grade, maybe fifth, where we switched to the Macintoshes and they had like the the background or the, the back of the computer was like orange or green or you know what I mean? They were colored in the back of the screens. Um, it was insane. And so those, you're talking about not the screen, the back of the, the back of the actual the monitor, 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 sorry. Yeah. And I remember like the first time I saw it, it was a, a bug's life, I think. And it was playing on a Macintosh and I was losing my mind. Like, <laughs> like, what is this? How did you play this without a VHS? And they're like, Oh, it's 36 on. by 36 was, pixels. It was, I wonderful. was not I, looking back on that stuff. It was exciting looking back on. But I was not in the moment at the time. I was so focused on boys, and I wasn't even out yet. <laughs> yeah. And it was a weird, weird time in my life, middle school was. <laughs> See, like, I just remember being absolutely, like, the technology as it kept jumping and jumping, like, I was like, oh, man, this is crazy. Like, I think I was more aware than I realized, like, this is getting crazy. I remember making the leap. I didn't get high-speed internet until after I graduated high school. I had dial-up my entire high school life. And then the moment I graduated, I got uh, high-speed internet. And that was just mind-blowing. Game-changer. Mind-blowing. Listen, I dove deep into burning CDs. Mm-hmm. LimeWire, FrostWire, all that shit. Yeah. I fried so many of our desktop computers <laughs> <laughs> with LimeWire. But it, it would take so long to download a song, but you were excited as hell mm-hmm. about getting that song. And when you had a full CD, we had all those blank CDs, it was a regular to go to Walmart and buy a stack of blank CDs. Sure was. Once, and then you burn them, and then I would mm-hmm. get all my colored Sharpies and mm-hmm. design the hell out of that CD. Yeah. I, I, I still yeah. have like four blank CDs on my and it, like in my entertainment center, and like I don't even know what to do with them because the air, what is it, Airbook, Air, MacBook, MacBook, MacBook Air, Air. yeah. They don't even have CD drives anymore. No, my car that I got after two months of owning it, I'm like, oh shit, I don't have a CD. They don't make them. My car's a a brand new car they and don't have cd have players CD in the player one? in it oh that's no. a bummer man I and still, it's the loaded one yeah i have a 2013 I and i still use my cd player listen mm-hmm. i i wish i have a god i have such a collection right of cds i've made my mm-hmm. mom has them but i can't listen to them in my car and it kind of bothers me yeah i don't, yeah. I don't blame you man i mean i can find every one of those songs on my but spotify still which is to what i them. use <laughs> But the collection, like the yeah, the, you like, the artwork somebody, on the CD, plugging yeah. it in, and it makes you remember burning them. There was a certain order There's, I put them in. There's a reason that the order's in. Yes, yeah. yes, yes, yes. I remember the stack on the software of like where you could arrange the song order. Sure could. Yep. And there was a like you said, Amy. There was a reason you put them in the order you did. Yeah, it's like some of my CDs were all over the place, different mm-hmm. genres, different, but some were like. 
Okay, this one's a fast punk rock song, but this next one's going to be a little bit slower. This one's going to go into a ballad, and then this one's going to yes. pick everything back up, yes. and then we're full speed uh. on the fifth. Yes, like, and you took such pride in them. I still get stacks of CDs out of like my mom's house, and I'll just put them in my glove compartment. And I just put them in one on one, and I go back in time to being a 16, 17, 18 year old kid just burning CDs. And I'm we like, we were 16 year old pirates. Yeah, and it was yep. stole all that music. It was just the music. angel pirates. Yeah. You know, it, it was, well, actually, I, to be honest with you, I downloaded a lot of mine on Apple, and I also um, was on a website called Stereo Gum, I believe at the time, and they would give a lot of free indie music out. That's how I heard of the format uh-huh. and a few other bands that I'm still crazy about to this day. And so I would always, like, all these indie bands, and so any one of my friends that asked me to burn them a CD, I'm like, here's some random shit you've never heard of. Here you go. And I just loved it. I have... Well, was- so many CDs in my car that it's honestly, it looks like a boomer car because there's so many CDs in it. And I have one of those things that holds like a hundred. Mm-hmm. Like I have, I have a the, CD book. Remember the little flip down? I don't have yes. that. Yes. Yes. Like 12. But yeah. I, in college, I worked for the radio station, which is why my voice is so ready for podcasts. Welcome. Um, I worked, <laughs> I worked for the radio station. And so there was one night, my show was on at 11 o'clock on Tuesdays. And there was one night that I stayed for probably like, uh, probably until 11 o'clock the next morning and just like went through their entire CD collection and downloaded anything I wanted. And so I, in college, I had it made, I burned all of those CDs to my hard drive. I miss the CD stores. Like when it yes. came out, I want to go buy that CD yeah. and have it. Yes. Remember, I, would, I remember going to FYE and scanning a barcode and listening to previews, like 30 second previews uh, on I FYE. And FYE. Those headphones that everyone wore to listen to that. I was like, all right, let me put them on. And oh my gosh. And I would go to FYE sometimes with, 20 bucks in my pocket, not knowing what I wanted. And I would just go around scanning CDs and I'd be like, this sounds really good. I like that one really. And that, that 30 second preview was pretty good. And I would walk out with it. And you know what? Half the time that CD was trash. Half the time it was one of my <laughs> favorites you, I ever listened to. It was, it was an experience. And then you, could buy, you could buy, yeah, it was a whole experience. It was, it was something. Yeah. You would get excited to get drove to the mall yes. to go pick mm-hmm. out a CD and buy it because yes. you're going to spend that $18 on that CD. And exactly. then they had the, the singles. Like you could buy the CD that just had one or two songs on it. And it was a remix or oh, something. Oh yeah yeah, yep. yeah. yeah. And me and my sister one time, <clears throat> You remember back that ass up by Juvenile? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Of course you do. Of course. Um, <laughs> you so don't realize quick. you don't realize how many cuss words are in it until you buy it accidentally. The edited version. Me and my sister oh. went and bought it, and this was the time when you wrote you rode around, you cruised. Yes. Right? You find you found like for any of you listening that are in a city, this is what we did in the country. If there was <laughs> a little area of like a walmart oh, or yeah. anything like that you cruise we would ride that strip. around <laughs> you cruise that it was the strip it was not a was, strip but we called it the strip and we cruised yep. it yep. and you would ride around yep and then you would congregate in the parking lot and talk but you would be blasting your music me and my sister while you bought, were talking the music is blasting yes. from your car yes <laughs> me and my sister would blast music and so we went and bought this song we didn't know we bought the edited version and it sounded like the damn cd was skipping it was like oh big fine woman want you back that uh, you month month book back i mean it was just (laughs) when you listen to 
And they didn't put sound effects in it then. Yeah, like, so it's just it or, was just record empty sound version. Yeah, they just edited it out, <laughs> and it sounded like the whole damn song was skipping. <laughs> it was a brand new CD. Did you guys ever buy CDs from Walmart? They were all edited. All oh, of them. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. I yeah, remember. Yeah, yeah. I didn't you had realize to go to Target. That. Yeah, I didn't realize that. Like, I bought a couple from Walmart, and I would get. It. I would like. <laughs> I I bought Traps Headstrong CD. It was actually, I think it was Traps uh, self titled CD. It was yes. like Headstrong. I'll take you on Headstrong to take on. And it was like, and then like when he would cuss, he's like Headstrong to anyone and i'm like wait what what did he say and i was so bummed out and i was like oh no i got the edited and i would just oh it was heartbreaking walmart, walmart did not have explicit explicit at wait, all i had a friend um we thought we were so cool so he was it's funny because he's a cop now but we thought we were so cool he um got his uh what is it called hardship license mm-hmm. when he was 15 mm-hmm Okay, but he still had to have his a, a parent or an adult with him. Right. So we talked about cruising around, riding around. Me and him would get in his car and go cruising, and we would bring his mom, but we made her lay down in the back seat so uh. no one could see that she was. <laughs> what? <laughs> and she agreed. That is amazing. So we- <laughs> That is one of the greatest things I've ever heard, sir. We thought we were cool shit. Oh, yeah. I don't blame you, man. Oh, my God. Looking back, how stupid we were. If I was that parent, I would be like, like, hell, I'm getting into a car with two 15-year-olds. She didn't give a damn. Good for her. I used to go over there and do the craziest shit. We used to, you know those big uh, trash bins that you you roll to the end of your driveway for trash people to pick up i still do that yeah right now. okay yeah Yeah. so we bought one of those one time Uh and we took the wheels off of it and we put a skateboard the skateboard underneath it and drilled into the bottom of it and we would ride it down these hills (laughs) we also went to lowe's and bought a bunch of stuff to make our own um uh bungee jumping thing (laughs) We bought a bungee cord and a strap, and we jumped out of a tree with it like crazy people. And did you, I mean, obviously you survived, but suffered some brain damage? Um, probably. It's probably <laughs> the way I am. I was about to say, we, would, we would pull his trampoline on, he had a, a house, obviously. We'd pull it up against the house, and we'd jump off the roof onto the trampoline into the swimming pool. Like, there was just all kinds of crazy shit we did. when I, <sighs> we, would, we would play pretend like we were these special... <laughs> operations military people and we would get it was the middle of winter and it had snowed and we got real bundled up and we had uh paintball guns and we would go over to the neighbors and roll under their car with binoculars and spy on them and act like we were in like this secret mission (laughs) that's pretty amazing we had a lot of fun i could tell you all kinds of stories anyway i just you Sorry, I mean, go, go for ahead. It. Oh, I, well, I, I was going to try to get us back on track. So you, if you're, it's going to be a quick tangent, but one of my yeah. close friends in Amy, I think he's one of yours as well. Brian, um, you know, not going to say his last name, but he, he passed away way too soon. Um, beautiful, beautiful human being. And, uh, just when you said that skateboard moment, it made me think back to Brian. Cause I was in high school with Brian. I actually, I don't know. Have you seen the, the home video of us, Amy, where we're just being idiots okay you showed me a little bit of it but yeah. I, I feel like i need to be sent the whole thing i'll send it to you but, <laughs> but brian on a skateboard he uh 
he would just ride down large hills and I remember he would just bust his face on like he would just like fall in a big pile of leaves he would just go and he would take the curb as fast as he could and just completely bail just and just no fear and then I remember we uh we got a shopping cart from a, a store once they like gave it to us for a science project it wasn't a science project he it ended, was to make a jackass video wasn't it he ended up going down the, the hill with a big shopping cart and one of the most I miss Brian so much and when I think of skateboard yeah. and stupidity I think of Brian and I just wanted to just because that's making me think of him um lovely lovely human being and uh he uh he is not i i just miss him i miss him a lot and uh just being a kid and being fun and being stupid and just having that carefree energy and uh it's it's something that uh yeah if that's not 90s early 2000s i don't know what is and uh it's really cool and that's uh, Carol Danvers in this because she's just getting her memory back and she's having fun. Good with it, segue, so. Clinton. Good job. <laughs> well, I was gonna, I was gonna try to segue with like the us in the nineties. We were, you know, we were in middle school, we were in early high school, and we were. I feel like we would have asked the same questions that Maria and Fury asked of Talos about him being able to turn into any person. Mm-hmm. And Maria was like, can you turn into a filing cabinet? And he's like, uh, why would I want to turn into a filing cabinet? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And then Fury's like, I will give you $50 right now. If you turn into a Venus fly trap. And he, and he just like that sigh when he's just like, like <sighs> he's so over it. It's yeah. Um, it's like the, it's like the people that have the funny name and people make a joke about it and they've heard it before. Every kind of how he, acted. Oh yeah. Yeah. Okay. So I guess, I guess, I have a question for you guys then. Mm-hmm. Since we just came out of our other tangent, let's let's dive into another one. Let's do it. If you guys could sim people, meaning if you could turn into another person, Ooh. who would it be? Oh, Clinton, I can see if that. If you could imitate another person, who would it be? Uh, it's there's gotta, so many different reasons you could do it. It's got to be a real person, doesn't it, Emmy? It can't be like a fictional character. I, I need to know the guidelines. Let's do real person. Yeah, I feel like real person because like fictional character, you could. Oh, I know you, you get out of a lot of. Uh, um, but you don't have their powers if you're fictional. That's a very good point. You can only just yeah. Oh gosh, a real person. Oh man. I'll give you mine. Who? Okay. I'll give you. <laughs> I'll give you mine, which oh, the first one is completely unethical and I wouldn't actually do it, but Robert Downey Jr.'s wife. <laughs> That's uh, okay. We know, I think we know why, but yeah, you don't have to go into any, it's understood. <laughs> so uh, You want to visit I, Pound Town. <laughs> <laughs> I've heard that the views are great. <laughs> anyway, anyone else in me or is that the only? I so my second thought that was my first thought and then my second thought was that I I think I would take the Clinton route with this and I would turn into someone that I dislike greatly possibly someone famous possibly someone who is in a position of power and take some very incriminating photos why is that the Clinton route yeah I'm curious why why you said that it me like yeah you said that was a clip like right? the, the whole thing with hulk like y'all should be afraid of me like when we were talking about the um 
which stone would we want? You said you would want the reality stone to prank people. Like, oh, a little mischievous callback from Infinity War. Okay, not too unfounded. I will, I will agree with that. Oh man, if I could be anyone, um, I think the, gosh, I. Mm, this is tough. This is really, really tough. I, I would probably be. Gosh, I don't know. Who would I want to mock? Who would I want to imitate and be? Um, I had one. Yes. If I had, if I, and I haven't asked my friend, so maybe I am speaking for her. Um, but I, my best friend always says if she could have a penis for 24 hours. <laughs> that she Almost totally, went that route with boobs. Totally but. went that way. <laughs> okay. All right. All right. All right. All right. So, Sorry. No, it's all good. I I think who I would pick is I would probably be like LeBron James. Uh, to me, he is the most fascinating athlete in all of sports, both for his political stances and his actual talent and ability. And I I would just love to be. Um, yeah, I, I think LeBron James would be. But yeah. you couldn't do what he does. Oh, I know. But exactly. st- to, still to just live in the life of and to kind of, you know, I know I can't be that guy, but LeBron is a very polarizing figure to me. I, I would probably, that's the one I would want to be. Just so to- then in, in your head, you wouldn't like become, you would, you would look like LeBron James, but you'd still go like go out around here and be like, I need a free dinner because I'm LeBron James or like, I'm going to say this because I'm LeBron James. But yeah. Like. Yeah, like he. You're he, not going to kill LeBron James to become LeBron James. No, gosh, no. That's a, that's a very big difference. No, uh, I would just because LeBron's my favorite basketball player. He's my favorite athlete, honestly, probably ever. So I would like to just kind of almost have a day in the life of not play a game. I wish I could. That would be even better if I could play a basketball game as LeBron. James. And what's wrong with LeBron James? He can't jump worth shit. Yeah, he's literally got a four foot vertical. That is ridiculous. He's not. Uh, maybe even lower than that two foot. Um, so yeah, I would just really, I don't know that, that guy has always interested me. Uh, go Lakers, uh, LeBron James all day. Clinton, it's up to you. You're our final one. You're still thinking I would become Emmy so we could alternate days off work and I would give, yeah. And I would give kids a reason to come to school and have fun. (laughs) Oh You are being so rude to me in this episode. <laughs> what have I done to you? I love you. I'm just kidding. Uh, I know. Oh, man. Well, one thing we uh, uh, before, because I know we're kind of getting towards the end of this podcast, and I really want to make sure we talk about one last thing. At the, very be- at the very end, Nick Fury, the Protector Initiative. And we, yes. you know, um, the funny part with Colson saying, is it true that the Cree burned your eyes or the burned your eye? I will neither confirm nor deny. And then we see it on the plane. Um, uh, Captain Carol Avenger Danvers. And we see the protector initiative just get delete, 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 delete the Avenger initiative. Which is just, and you hear the Avengers theme, I think, like, it was, it was really cool almost to see, like, the godmother or, you know, like, just the, the, the foundation of it 
Uh, I really, really loved that. I thought it was a really nice touch. Almost kind of puts her into the uh, fold. Even though it was a little too late, it still kind of puts her history earlier on in the MCU, even as early as the Avengers. And I really, really dug it. I thought it was a nice nod. Uh, Emmy, what was your thoughts on that? I agree. Uh, Yeah, I like that it kind of gave her a reason to be there like it it pulled her into the avengers even though her movie came after all of the avengers were already Mm -hmm. for lack of better word assembled um (laughs) no that's awesome pun intended (laughs) pun intended um in the comics if i'm not wrong her call sign was cheeseburger which i would have rather enjoyed a cheeseburger initiative. The cheeseburger initiative. That's uh, that's every Tuesday afternoon uh, for me. So yeah, that's awesome. Um, and then I, I guess also like technically, according to the times, like we saw that guy who was being a dick about like you know what you call it a cockpit, right? Who like had this been true to the nineties, her name probably would not have been as. awesome yeah it probably would have been a little bit more misogynistic but i liked it i like the way that they worked it into the universe and so i i i liked that and i liked that that was like the one thing that they didn't keep true to the 90s i'm okay with it yeah that's awesome all right i i think we've have we touched base on everything is there anything we need to uncover before we move on to our credits um, I do. I do have a couple things. All right. What you got? I do. Um, first of all, we mentioned agents of shield. I couldn't get in quick enough to say that the bartender at ponchos is the same guy that stalked Phil Coulson's violinist girlfriend or cellist girlfriend. Nice. In agents of shield. I was about to say nice tie in with agents of shield. Good stuff. It's well, and it's, it's a, it's been confirmed. Um, somebody noticed it and they said, Oh, you noticed mm-hmm. like it's yeah. His name, it. like he's like a uh, villain, I guess named blackout. Mm-hmm. Um, and we talked about like that whole thing back with like Marvel's the Avengers. Yes. Right? Yeah. Marvel's the Avengers. Yeah. Yep. Um, and then ponchos is also from, <laughs> we're still on ponchos. Yeah. Sorry, you flipped Poncho. through it and then you went back to Ponchos. <laughs> Ponchos is also from The Right Stuff, which was a movie about like the first 15 years of the American space program where mm-hmm. all these test pilots would hang out at Ponchos. I-, I can't find where I wrote down the name of the bar, but there's a bar and it sounds gay. So just imagine there's a gay joke here. Oh, okay. Well, there's, let- another, gay, there's another gay character. Here we it's go. Like, Sore, sore bottom. Just, we're done. <laughs> Anything else? Happy, you happy bottom. Happy, happy bottom, bottom writing go. club. There you go. <laughs> um, And then I did have one more thing. One I more thing. Oh, okay. I feel like we haven't talked about the flirkin quite enough oh okay let's have some flirkin discussion here on mcu and review don't say the name it was only one time and it was like two hours into the podcast 
You're muted again. You How are you so doing this again. so much? You said it earlier, and I didn't call you out. I did not say it earlier. Yeah, you did. I got flirking. Flirking. Flirking, 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 flirking. Yes, Emmy. Keep going. Oh, I was saying the word that he didn't want me to say. Oh, flirking. Flirking. Um, okay, so first of all, that flirking came in clutch when it ate the people. Yes, and absorbed the Tesseract as well. Yes. Did you guys actually, did you guys think it was actually just a cat? Yes. Were you guys surprised by the fact that it was actually? Given the comic books, no, I wasn't surprised. But in the actual movie, I thought, oh, they're really just going to have a cat here. I didn't think it was going to be anything more than that. I really thought it was just going to be, maybe that was a little naive of me, but I was like, oh, it's just going to be Goose the Cat. Maybe we'll see more of its powers later if it does have any. Um Especially with MCU being so grounded, I didn't like at times. I know we, MCU's not grounded. I, I guess with the cat, I didn't expect it to be a full blown and then just like mutate, you know, Cree left and right. So I guess I don't know. I wasn't ready for it, but then when it happened, I'm like, I'm glad you did it. I, yeah, yeah, yeah. I 100%. I'm on board with that. Yeah, yeah. I and wasn't. I don't care either way with it. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I don't mean that rude. I just didn't. It wasn't, you know, it wasn't impaired of the story. Well, no, I, I did enjoy seeing a cat though. I enjoyed seeing a flirt, and that's not a cat. That's a flirt. Yeah, better if it was true. a dog. Dogs are better than cats. Okay, well, that can be next time on Clinton's court. Um, so Emmy hates me this episode. I'm sorry. <laughs> No, that's not true. Um, so when the flurkin eats the Tesseract, though, mm-hmm. and Fury's like, what do you want me to do with that? And um, Captain Marvel's like, do you want me to get you an oven mitt? And then the cat just eats the Tesseract. Right. Okay. When in Marvel's The Avengers, when Black Widow goes to Hulk to What do you want me to him, do? Swallow it? Yeah. What do you want me to do? Swallow, well, what is it. what does Fury want me to do? What, is, yeah. what, is, yeah. what do you want me to do? Gobble swallow? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> hey, Thanksgiving is coming up. Gobble, gobble, gobble. Yeah, you're welcome. Exactly. That's what it's our segue to Thanksgiving. Thanksgiving. We're gonna gobble have gobble me, swallow me. Oh, we're gonna have a great Thanksgiving episode. Ooh, I can't wait for that. Anyway, sorry. I don't want to talk about our show because I get Clinton's dirty looks. What's the show, Brandon? All right. Well, hey, guys, if you really, really are enjoying our MC, uh, our podcast content, (laughs) I am super excited that we are going to have a Thanksgiving episode uh, next week of what we're thankful for in the MCU. That was Emmy's idea, and I love it. It's going to be great. So kudos, Emmy. Cannot wait. So we are actually not going to be reviewing Avengers Endgame next week. I think people are is that next week next week what we're thankful for in the mcu that will be thanksgiving week so it will be wonderful cannot wait next week is not thanksgiving week we record early clinton that's how it works (laughs) (laughs) christmas (laughs) so yes emmy great job on that cannot wait to talk about that then we'll go back to avengers endgame and review that movie so good stuff I like that there's a, a break there. Yeah, I think it's going to be nice. And a lot of people are like, I just want to hear what they think of Endgame. And we're like, yeah, what we I'm had thankful a year for. break and we're going to make y'all wait for it, too. What mm-hmm. I'm thankful for in the MCU is <laughs> so it's going to be good. though. Brandon's going to be like Black Widow's ass. 
Oh, she shaked an ass and let me see them hips swing. I physically had to stop myself from saying Robert Downey Jr.'s ass when he said that. Mm. It's going to be a wild episode. Uh, can't wait for you guys yeah. to tune in next week because uh, I think we're going to have a fun, out of control banter <laughs> episode. All right, we. I don't think we've touched on the mid and or post credit scenes. Yes, one of my favorite mid credit scenes of any of the MCU movies. Oh my god! Agree. Yes, Agreed. and she filmed this separately. She was not there when she filmed this. Which I was, I read that today, and then I was thinking about it. And so they had already filmed Endgame. Mm-hmm. So why was this like, she had like a redacted script. She didn't know who she was talking to. Mm-hmm. Why was this such a big secret? They already filmed. Well, because Endgame was a big secret. Yeah. I think the only person that really had the full script was Robert Downey Jr. Correct. Okay. Because of the consequences of the movie. Oh, yeah. I completely agree. And this one, it just felt, oh, man, she is equal parts, everyone. It just, oh, man. And then it got you so geared up because this was the last thing we saw really before Mm -hmm. Endgame. And, uh, I mean, I was dying, dying. Where's Fury? Yeah, where's Fury? And it felt so urgent. Uh, I was was so pumped. And the pager worked. But I love that they explained why she didn't come because everyone's question was like, where was she at in Infinity War? Yeah. This was in the 90s. Yeah. Gosh, but she's even, out there helping some aliens, you know. There's saying? also those people, Marvel's the Avengers. Where was she at then? So, yeah. Interesting stuff. Like, we, we see that just throughout the entire MCU, where was she? So, but I think she was dealing with some bigger, some not bigger probably issues, but as big issues. And uh, We'll get there, but yeah, the rest of the universe doesn't have the Avengers. Exactly, and she even kind of talks about that a little bit in Endgame, so uh, excited to explore that a little bit more as well. Um, and then the post was the Slurkin puking up the Tesseract. Yeah. I mean, I, they captured that perfectly. I My cat's right behind me, so I'm afraid to talk about it, but <laughs> yeah. I, I got my cat as a rescue. Uh-huh. Um, when I got her, she was hairy on her front half and then completely bald. Her, her, the back half of her was completely bald. Oh, wow. So I would just, I absolutely fell in love with her and I was like, oh, she just has a flea problem. Wrong. This bitch is allergic to cats. Wait, your cat is allergic to, wait, what? Am I hearing this? Yes. Right? Okay. Yep. My cat is allergic to herself. <laughs> So a lot of vet bills later, she is completely hairy now, um, but I, she still has some stomach issues, and I feel like the CGI cat that they had on his desk perfectly, perfectly replicated a cat puking up anything. Yeah, the mid credits is definitely where the meat and potatoes are, but definitely if, uh, <laughs> yeah, it's it's pretty amazing. So. All right, Emmy, we are going to switch over to you to kind of wrap this one up. Do we have any amazing, you've seen this twice before we reviewed it, any credits that we need to keep an eye out for? If you could do this with a smile, I'd really appreciate it. Oh, it's, Emmy's going to punch you. This is so, you know, what's funny is that I think that people can hear smiles. And so I'm going to put my smile on. Yes, girl. Yes. Hi. Oh, it's gosh. not it's not to degrade you. It's because you're a queen. 
<laughs> she's gonna oh i wish we were in person gosh i can't wait when this the, when this episode of our 2020s are over i cannot wait to podcast with you guys in person because she can leap over there and just punch you at any time it's gonna be wonderful <laughs> but until then that, i'm a gay man i can punch back <laughs> So Jude Law confirmed. Oh man, because he punched Carol in this man. Okay, anyway, we'll get into that later. So equality. Feminists are all about equality. Okay, so you guys can punch each other and I'll sit there and be like, hey, uh, it's hitting the fan, but uh he told her to smile. We're not promoting abuse, by the way. No, we're not. We're just Oh, absolutely not. No. Just joking. Amy tried. (laughs) I will I will fight you with my words and my smarts and my science. Oh, I'll get you with my wit. Don't worry. Oh I will cut you. All right, what's our post-credits scene? <laughs> <laughs> or post-credits people, I guess I should say. Our, our, our people, okay. Are All they right. good? No, they're shit. Should I stay on the podcast? No, no you definitely should, because they're shit. Uh. Uh, um, we have kid student number four. Hold on. <laughs> I have to be able to say the full last name altogether. All right, Gage Chatterantabutt. Gage. All right, moving on. <laughs> Rigging grip. Patrick Sheets. Patrick Sheets. Keyset costumer. <laughs> I'm just going to go through them. Okay, go for Please it. Please do. Please do. Keyset costumer. Mustafa Mimi's. Set costumer. <laughs> Charlie Dickus. <laughs> Yo. Oh, dang. All right. All right. And my favorite. Our senior layout artist. Huck her. Wait, what? Huck her. Huck her. <laughs> Hug her. Huck. Huck. <laughs> it's like if it's like if you were playing that game with like the 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 thing that spreads your cheeks out. The yeah. Okay. I Huck see. her. <laughs> All right. What is <laughs> happening? The, the, that game where your mouth is like really wide and you have to like. I think it's say, called Say Anything. Say Anything. And so I see what she was trying to say there and what she was trying to do. Good. Huck her. <laughs> we got it. We got it. Are you talking about the game where they stick the that piece plastic of mouth? piece of yeah, mouth? Yeah. Yes. I yes. think all women should wear that so it makes them smaller. <laughs> you know, you know what I say to that? Yeah. Huck you. <laughs> <laughs> that is awesome. All right, guys. Well, uh, we are going to finish this one out. So, yeah, Captain Marvel, final thoughts, maybe. I don't know. I don't think anything's really changed, but great movie. Gave me chills. Gave me a lump in my throat. I love it. One of my top 10. And uh, yeah, darn good movie. I'm really, really excited. Darn good. Darn good movie. Guys, Probably nothing's changed after this podcast, but final thoughts on uh, Captain Marvel. We'll start with Clinton. Why? No, you're start with Amy. Okay, we'll start with Clinton. <laughs> you won't. T- you don't tell me what to do. Yeah, why don't you smile while you're talking about it, Clinton? I have nothing to prove to you. Oh. <laughs> That's okay. I'm going to go ahead and get all the good points, and then you won't be able to say shit. Okay. Um, so, as a female, I obviously took, like, the biggest points being, like, this is a standalone female superhero movie. I loved it. I was really excited. 
yes, I thought it should have been Black Widow first, but we are going to get a Black Widow movie eventually. Um, like I said, the more I watch this movie, the more I like it. Mm-hmm. It is a little convoluted. It does take a minute to like figure out what exactly the heck is going on. But Maybe. I liked all of your points about all of the other messages that were in this movie. And so while I was watching it as a female being like, hell yeah, female power, totally feeling empowered. There's also the refugee aspect. There's also the um, anyone who has ever been gaslighted by anyone aspect. Like I just, I, it, it, it is a good movie. I, I won't say I don't love it. Because it's a good movie. Mm-hmm. It's up there. It's yeah. definitely up there. And I think that the more that I watch it, the higher it's going to get. Um, definitely not top five. Definitely not not type t- top ten. Definitely not top, top ten. Wow. Definitely not top ten. Oh, man. Because no, uh, there was a movie, the last episode that we had, there was a movie that, like, got pushed out of the top ten. And I was like, what? Yeah. yeah. Wow. Gotcha. Well, we will finish this one off with uh, Clinton. Clinton, what was your thoughts on Captain Marvel before we head out? I really enjoyed this movie the second time around. Like I said earlier, the first, you know, my fogginess. And I don't I don't necessarily attribute it to me being foggy. I feel like as we've talked, it takes two times to really get this movie because a little scattered um the and i <laughs> i think i've be, become more uh, what's the word aware mm-hmm. of like our situations in the world right now and so this movie hit a little different watching mm-hmm. it today it it really sp- spoke to me in a lot of ways um and Everyone, I was joking with my smiling thing earlier and all that. I just want everyone to know, so we're clear. But I think it's I think it's great that they bring up those points. They bring up those points of women are prettier when they smile. They bring up, you know, doubt and people being the underdog and they're never good enough. They bring up the refugees. They bring up they they just bring up all kinds of like issues in life. And I thought it was good for Marvel to finally introduce a female lead. Yes. And I'm with Emmy. I feel like it should have been black widow a long time ago. And here we are in 2020 and we still are getting delayed on black widow. Mm -hmm. No fault of Marvel studios here. I I wonder what Scarlett Johansson's thinking. She's like, shit, I never got a lead movie. And now I did. (laughs) She's got the most cursed movie ever. (laughs) Yeah. And then, but I just think it was powerful that they not only did that, but they also brought in a lot of other issues that are real life. It's human rights and it's equality across the board. I commend this movie for that. Um, There was scenes where it was a little dry for me, but overall I felt like the theme and the motivation was good. Mm -hmm. And I think that we can go a lot further with this. I, I feel like there's, there's been enough time now that we haven't had a Marvel movie and there's stuff that they're going to keep incorporating into their movies for where we're at in the world. 
that's going to mean something, not just I'm watching a Marvel movie and it's fun, but there's going to be tones. Mm-hmm. Right. Because they were doing that before this a little bit. Right. Um, so for me, I just say higher. Further. Faster. Thank you, Stan. 